What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. My microphone needs to move over here. Wait a minute. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. I'll move over. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here. And that's you. Being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Friday. Hey, man. Some of you guys just got paid. I got money. Friday night. All right. Look, man, we got a great show today. This was... This is only going to be one topic show. We're going to go through all of this. Can men and women actually coexist working together? All right, let's see so here. I could focus on my and it is July 1st. This show was being recorded live on YouTube on the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, the wake up show. All right. Um, it is on J- uh, July 1st, 2022. And uh, the companies are no longer Rainbow or, you know, dancing down the l- yellow brick road. What an entirely crazy month that was. And full month, man, just just, more than Black History Month. Anyway, man, can men and women actually coexist and work together? We're going to look at this because a lot of people have actually ruined the fun over in the workplace. We're going to talk about the Mad Men years. We're going to talk about uh, there's so much to talk about here to break this down. And we're going to put a poll up for you guys to actually contribute to this particular topic. This is a topic that nobody wants to really discuss with any sense of reality, although they see the ship crashing. They see the ship sinking, more or less. And the ship is sinking around many of these corporations. Now, I know the coach gang is very deep in here, pause. A lot of us work in their own industry. You have your own businesses. We got a lot of tradesmen, skillsmen. We got a lot of craftsmen. We got a lot of blue-collar guys in here. We also got a lot of white-collar guys, executives, business owners, attorneys, lawyers, all right? Doctors, engineer doctors, engineer doctors, and engineers, all right? We got a lot of professionals here, and a lot of us professionals work in the corporate setting, and I worked in a somewhat similar corporate setting myself, but most of my years in the last 10, 12 years have been self-employed, basically working on my own businesses and earning my own outside of the corporate setting. If you ever seen the movie Office Space, they kind of identify some of the ridiculous things that happen in corporate settings. And I, for one, um, as an older man that has been able to escape the corporate plantation, CPAs, yes, uh, we've escaped the corporate plantation. A lot of men are dropping out of the corporate plantation, and mainly the reasons are because it is emasculating. Masculinity doesn't belong in corporate settings, and we're going to tell you why. We're going to go over this and give you the numbers related to this. But masculine men do not belong in corporate settings. As a matter of fact, if you are a masculine guy and you're not a part of the senior executive team, you're going to be chased out of there. Okay, you're going to be chased out of there. They're not going to want you there if you're middle management, if you're working your way up, but you know, you're trying to get to the top. You're trying to get to the top, and you're at the bottom somewhere in the mail room masculinity is going to be weeded out of you, you know, or weeded. I don't know if you could say that. Okay. Um, If you are a masculine person, you're not going to be able to display those characteristics in person. Many times uh, people will put things ahead of you, roadblocks ahead of you to prevent you from that. If you're a guy who is a masculine guy that loves and appreciates the qualities of women and you match it and you manage to actually have a conversation with a woman related to this, it could Lend you in, uh, get you in hot water. All right. There's a phrase that people say, don't eat and crap in the same place, which is sad because we will talk about relationships in a minute. Many relationships did begin in the workplace. As a matter of fact, women do did at one point target uh, 
the workplace as a place to find men. This is all well-known information. And uh, if you're going to come in here and say, this is not true, all right, everything that I'm saying is true or has a hint of truth in it. Um, but we're not going to use plausible deniability. We're not going to use ignorance now uh, because what happens is I this is my opinion of the corporate workplace in many of these workplaces that we're trying to merge male and female nature together. And it's obviously not working. Uh, but what happens is uh, people believe that you can healthily, healthily. I'm going to use words like that today. Coexist for hours upon days, hours, uh, hours upon hours, days upon days. and you can coexist by somehow creating an emasculated man who can repress his natural sexual nature and thoughts for hours a day, which is going to be one of the most unhealthy things that we can do. As a matter of fact, as an American culture, we've pretty much repressed our sexuality up until recently. And you can see why, because, you know, these 304s are out of control. But we but men are naturally sexual in their nature men are actually always going to try to be able to try to you know get that get that venom out uh and in the corporate world where there's women that are coexisting we'll talk about the human resources thing here in a minute men have to basically repress their sexual nature and thoughts for hours upon days hours upon hours i'm sorry in days upon days weeks upon weeks months upon months and years upon years right and there's going to be some really awkward situations where his sexual nature will creep out. Even a woman's sexual nature will creep out. And there's going to be things that he might want to address with a woman. And depending on how he looks is going to be depending on how much he gets away with it. But he might want to address her hair because he's naturally attracted to her hair. He might even see that she's done something different with, their, with her hair. But he can't even discuss this many times, depending on who he is. Like 80% of men can't have that conversation. Wow, your hair looks great today. Human resources will march their ass down there real quick and put them in this place. You know what I mean? There's certain words that people can't say, especially if you're in that 80% of men who are the creeps. Like in, in corporate settings or in work settings, you can't say words like moist like you're walking around like boy i had a cake last night a piece of cake and it was super moist oh the moisture of that cake you can't say anything like that especially if you're a creepy guy and again most men fall in this category creepy now some of the dudes the handsome dude you know what i mean the the guy that actually is is somewhat handsome but he's somewhat a tippy toe emasculated guy or maybe he's a rainbow skittles guy the rainbow skittles guy could say boy this case cake this cake was really moist all right he might be able to get away with that and everybody was like oh sean <laughs> you know what i mean his name is sean and he's like i can fly i can fly i can fly i can fly the whole month of june they were like sean it's your month sean came out boy this cake is moist you can't say moist if you're a heterosexual, strong, masculine man at work, okay, you can't even insinuate that something's moist. Women will be like, that's disgusting. And it's their moisture we're talking about. Why is your moisture disgusting? But if you say the word moist, the human resources department here at the Coach Greg Adams channel has got something to say about that. All right, yeah, wait a minute. Are you talking about things being moist? We don't say those things around here. Although I'm moist right now. 
Okay, you can't say anything like that. How about double entendres? You know what I mean? You can't say anything like that where uh, you're having a conversation with somebody and then they're like, oh, I bet, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, what what size coffee you want, coach? I want the huge size. And she's like, huh? You, you said huge? Oh, huge. I bet you like it huge, don't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Human resources like, uh, can we talk to you, CGA? CGA, you can't say moist and you can't say huge. We cannot say huge. You cannot be insinuate that you're huge. This will get you thrown up. We have to write you up now. And I say things like that's what she said. You know, juvenile things that will lighten up the mood at work. Oh, I bet you like it huge. You know what I mean? You can't say things like that. You can't even see the word screwed. Man, I got screwed last night. Man, I pet on this team. And they scored a touchdown at the end of the game. I lost my bet. I got screwed. Uh, screwed, did you say? Uh, march your ass down to the human resources office. We can't say words like screwed. Now, there was a time you could say words like screwed. Okay. <laughs> there was a time that you could say words like screwed. And that was before women were in the workplace trying to work their way up. And so this is the awkward conversation. Now we're going to have things like you can't even say, oh, it's delicious, scrumptious. You can't even eat a peach like, you know what I mean? You can't eat watermelon like a Marion on lunch break. I walked past the damn lunch hall and I saw this man eating a peach and watermelon. He was disgusting. All right, where's a Marion eating this watermelon? God dang, he was eating that watermelon all and it was moist. <laughs> it was a moist piece of huge watermelon. Sexual harassment. That's what the woman will say. So this is where you're at. You're marching down to the, hey, what happened to my picture? You're marching down to the human resources office. So this is what we talk about here. As a man, you have to repress all of these feelings. You have to repress these thoughts. You can't address how a woman's dressing. You can't address her hair. You can't address her 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 heels that she's, she actually put herself together this morning. Oh boy, your makeup's looking fine today, Nancy. Oh boy, you covered up that acne freckles and mole really well oh my gosh you spent all day i can't even discuss it oh your hair boy it's so curly or it's so nappy or it's so natural oh your hair looks great or your hair looks uh terrible can't even talk about it oh that dress them jeans can't even talk about it and they spend all day doing this and they position themselves to put themselves in a position to be noticed by upper management to get the promotion which we'll talk about later but these things can't be talked about. So what is the option here? People are going to say, what is the solution, coach? The solution is to do stuff that we've been already doing. But you guys messed it up because you continue to double down on stupidity. We can make it work. And then you shove a square peg into a round hole and it doesn't work. We're going to show you. We're going to show you what these male, female situations, workplace costs, corporations. And let me just make this perfectly clear. Most corporations are probably corrupt, dysfunctional, <laughs> but there are plantations to you, but so have at it. Some of these are fraudulent, uh, riddled with funny accounting. They steal money, right? CEOs make 500% more than the uh, people in the middle, which I don't, I'm, listen, I'm a capitalist, so. I don't, I'm, I'm unapologetic about that. Y'all can do whatever y'all want. They're stealing money at the top and making you be a slave at the bottom. Hey, you chose to do that. 
But we're going to talk about that. So anyway, man, that's the breakdown of the show today. We're going to get down and dirty about these relationships and what it costs companies and how it doesn't work. It seemingly doesn't work and how we can make it work. All right. So here, contribute to the day show. Okay. It's contributing to the day show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. And it's Friday. All right. So appreciate y'all for all the support all week. I've been grinding. I've been, I've been here. I don't think I've stopped streaming. Um, I think I missed a Monday morning, but I I did the weekend this last weekend, but we not doing it this weekend. I'm taking Saturday off. All right. But uh, yeah, man, uh, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app right there on the bottom right hand portion of your screen. We already have earlier contributors. You got PayPal. That's the way you support the show. If you've been missing the show for quite a bit. Yes, I'm not in Newport Beach, California anymore. Number one, number two, you can't super chat over here. All right. Are you crazy? All right. Super chatting over here. That's not how it works. So I'm going to hit y'all off with the links right now. And I'm going to try to type. This is where I need a shorthand or a secretary. All right. We're going to talk about workplace language. Secretary. Executive assistant. Mm. All right. You know what I mean? Uh, what do they call it now? You know, all of these people that basically they switch the name of the job to make you feel better. So it doesn't seem demeaning but you doing the same ass job. You a secretary. All right, so let me go ahead. I need a secretary in the building. I mean, it's and it's sad because men actually have to uh, decide to not work with women, right? It, it's sad. Let me see if I got that right. Yeah, like men are going, man, dude, dude I don't even want to work with these people no more. But many of you guys don't have a choice. And we're going to also talk about the utopian idea of women running their own corporation with no other men. We're going to read you a story of a woman who did exactly that. She was a she was a womanist. She was a proud womanist. She said, I'm only going to have women work at my company. All right, let me tell you. It didn't go well. And we're going to read an article about it did not go well. Because so the people that were like, we should just separate and women should just run their own company and they'll be great at it. We'll make all the money at the top. Guys, if if men left corporate America altogether, Corporate America would crumble because you guys are just playing office to begin with. These companies hire all these people. Companies going well, they're stealing a lot of money. And then these these corporations start hiring people for useless jobs to fill quotas, right? They go and hire in mass. 70, 60% of the people that they hire are, are uh, lemmings, mostly women or minorities, <laughs> right? They give them a job. You guys go to work, play office. You know what I mean? How you doing? Hi, hi, Chuck. How's it going, Chuck? How's your family? Good, great. Then you robotically move over to your desk. You handcuff yourself to your workstation. You type on the keyboards. Oh, I, here I am, data entering. Entering data into the computer. Here we go. Three hours, 15 minutes. You go out, have your smoke, vape break. How's it going? Oh, everything's going good. All right, you, you're 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 moving around language. You know what I mean? Not saying the wrong thing, trying to say the right thing, and then uh, you go back to your handcuff yourself to your desk again for another hour. You're doing absolutely nothing, just waiting for your lunch break, <laughs> right? So you can go out for 45 minutes, rush to the food truck. All right, Esmeralda ain't getting the food out quick enough. Man, Esmeralda, get the food off the food truck fast enough. You pay $28 for a bag of chips, a breakfast burrito, because you didn't eat breakfast this morning, and then uh, a little bottle of Snapple or something like that. 
then you hustle back so you're not late from your work break. You handcuff yourself to the damn desk again, all right, because you're just a lemming, and then you just wait. You're like, damn, here we go. Four hours left. You're dozing off. You're crashing because you didn't had a sugar high, a damn potato chip high. <laughs> and you're like, oh, boy, oh, man, you're crashing after lunch. All you want to do is take a nap, but you're handcuffed to your desk. And then around 2.30, you'll decide to do some work. I better get to work here. And then you're like, shit, I got like two and a half hours. I got an hour and a half to get this done because I got to get the freeway so I can drive and sit in traffic for an hour and 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Because if I leave five minutes too late, it's a two and a half hour commute back home. Two and a half hour commute. So you're like, shit, I better rush and get some damn work done today. All right, here we go. Let me fire off a couple of emails real quick. Leave a couple of voicemails because I'm a coward. You know what I mean? You make phone calls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a couple of nasty voicemails on here. Follow up on a couple of leads. All right, here we go. Here we go. Shit, man. Just give me my paycheck. Did my direct deposit hit you on your bank account refreshing? Direct deposit hit. Did my direct deposit hit? Did my direct deposit hit? <laughs> I need some gas money to get home. Because I didn't spend $28 on chips off the food truck. Esmeralda robbing me. Then you get home, you driving, you driving, trying to get home. Oh, man, I got to get home before 730 so I can focus on my career. Wait a minute, that ain't it. So I could focus on my career. And then you're like, man, why am I doing this? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Women like, man, why am I doing this? I need to find a rich man. She already 46 years old. You ain't going to find no rich man. You get home right in time, 730. Right in time to pop on Netflix and order from Uber Eats. <laughs> $80 from Uber Eats. You follow your Netflix binge show. Pass out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Scrolling on Instagram. Wake up 6 o'clock in the morning. The damn alarm clock go on. Oh, go, trying to go back to the plantation again. <laughs> anyway, man, shout out to you, brothers, man. So, hey, earlier contributors to the show. Let's stop playing around. Let's stop playing around with you brothers, all right? Uh, let's see. Let's go to the cash app first. Uh, let's see here. I got to refresh the screen. Hey, doesn't that sound like corporate America to y'all? That's how it sounds. I mean, you know, it's not much different than I described. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to you, brothers, man. Where are we at? Today, Mr. James D, we'll call you, man. He says, thanks for the knowledge, coach, 100%. This is what we do. Sitting this one out says uh, the, the video was a skit, but the people in the comments were real. He's talking about the baby moms. Uh, baby uh, baby A says, uh, no, nah, it's up north. Keep doing God's work. Okay, that, that was from yesterday. Where am I going backwards? Sitting this one out says, in B-Wolf, the demon took the king's soul. So yesterday we were talking about um, – the succubus or the succubi uh, getting a woman's soul, the idea of taking her soul. And I said, it's typically not even in the story where men take the woman's soul. It is the woman that takes the man's soul. In every story of treachery, deception, debauchery, it is always the woman that takes the man's soul. All right. That's that's how it works. I know some of these pimps out here. Can I say that on YouTube? These PIs out here believe that you can take a woman's soul. Mm -mm. Um. Actually, if you look into the eyes of a P-I-M-P, if you look into the eyes, they're almost dead on the inside. 
All right. You look into their eyes and their eyes are like that Bone Thugs and Harmony video. Boom, boom, boom. Tell me what you're going to do when it ain't nowhere to hide. Where judgment comes to you. It's Wiley, he, but Uncle Polly, and a group of guys got them, and I'm going to miss everybody. Remember their eyes in the crossroad video, and it went, you know what I mean? And it was black. That's what pimp's eyes look like. You ever look in the to a eyes of a real PIMP? Not these internet PIMPs. <laughs> All right, not them internet PIMP. A real PIMP. His eyes are dead. Like you look into him and he's got soulless eyes. And you want to know why? Because the women snatched his soul. The women that he's worked at on working for, they snatched it. He's he's a shell of himself. He's he's dead. He cold. He a cold, he a cold-blooded PIMP. And when you deal with that many women on a regular basis, snow soul snatchers, <laughs> sucky buys. And you deal and try to manage succubies, they suck the soul out of that dude. That dude dry. You ever see their hands? Their hands are all leathery and cracked and wet, weathered. Right? An old pimp, you see him walking down the street and he walking down all slow. He dead. He cold. He cold. A cold hearted pimp. That's why he cold. And he cold with them damn back here. Where we at? Bring it back like this. Bring it back. Hold on. You got to bring it back like this here. You can't take a woman's soul. They take your soul. It is nowhere even close. Shout out to uh, sitting this one out also as MGK's baby mother, baby Maj. MGK's baby Maj is a sister. Yeah, Sean, look it up. I remember I talked about that earlier. He did have a sister as a baby mom, but then he went back white. All right, he went back white. Yes, I remember that. He also says, look up g Easy prom picture too. LOL, I, I'm done. g Easy. He's a Raider fan, I believe. I think he had a G. Why am I looking up G Easy prom picture? Oh my gosh. All right. It's actually on the internet. So I'm not going to show it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my God. Maybe I should show it. Jesus. No, hold on for a second. Can I share that part of the screen? Why are we looking at that, by the way? He looking like, oh no embarrassing corn roll hair oh man there's words that they have for this that we cannot say here on the internet so i don't believe all right so jay he sends me a leak for youtube all right i can't pull that up either live all right it slows down the show albert egram i don't feel sorry for men anymore the info is out i agree with you and actually around the year 2020 i started saying that i said once we roll into 2021 i'm not gonna feel sorry for men yeah uh, the the info was out there you had Kevin Samuels blow up to over a million subs. RIP to him. There's no secrets anymore about this. It's just you avoiding, you know, you're, you're, you're holding on to the hope strategy. So if you get in trouble with and this, I don't feel sorry for you, right? Like I actually stopped feeling sorry for the McDonald's guy, although the video of the respondent apparently was fraudulent. No surprise there. Or it was a skit. Let's just call it a skit. I don't feel sorry at all. You know what I mean? If you're going to be out here simping, it is you. So uh, shout out to who is this here? Uh, Moose Hefner in Ontario. He says, is Ontario, California a good place to vacation, coach? Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you take your ass to Ontario, California, <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm going on vacation, brother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to be in for the shock of your life. Oh, Ontario, California is not the place. <laughs> People are like, hell no. Nope. I'm going to Ontario, California. Yeah, you'll be you'll be like, wow. All right, and shout out to everybody in Ontario. <laughs> All right, shout out to OGA1. For most BWs, it's strictly network and business only. So a lot of brothers, man, I feel, I, I don't feel bad for the BW. All right, I really, I'm not on go in on them, but they make their own bed. I don't know, man. You're, you're chasing away a generation of men. You're chasing away a generation of men, but uh, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't have a prescription for you anymore. I don't even care. I don't care. I'm not trying to preserve the race um, until y'all stop uh, deleting 1,800 babies a day. Uh, me dating you and trying to get every BW, BM to date a BW, it's, it's actually pointless. All right. Brian Horsley in the building with the contribution. All right. We're going to get through. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, T. Wright says, the Ling Ling Fund. Coach gang, keep that message going. That's what we're going to do, man. All right, and then we got a couple more. Thank you for these supporters. Higher image status as bartender so you can guess the demo I work with. Oh, gosh, the bartending industry. We got to talk about the pay gap and the choice gap. So a lot of women do become bartenders, and a lot of, you know, the males are male. There are some good female bartenders. There are some male bartenders that have to be exceptionally well and uh, what happens is these female bartenders come in and clueless and uh, they do get good tips. But a lot of times they 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 actually do better than the male bartenders. But the male bartenders are the mentors to these female bartenders. And it's um and then a lot of times if the male bartender happens to hit on the female bartender, it could be disastrous. But they're oftentimes young, attractive women around a male bartender. And so he's got these nice, good, pretty little things. They are foldable. And um, they're wearing tip shirts and running around and people are trying to get their attention and Mac to them and do all of these things. And then the bartenders back there having to spend hours dealing with this individual. It could be a wreck. He also says repression is basically shuffling at work. Yes. Uh, so when you're repressing who you really are, I mean, I get it. You have to do it somewhat to be a employee. And so this is why we teach people to try to get out of the employee mindset. But uh, when you repress who you really are and then you have to repress your sexual nature, it's not natural for you to be hours repressing your sexual nature. It's not natural for men. I don't know. Men, women seem to be willing to turn it off and on whenever, you know, they're hot and cold. They're like, we can we cannot talk about this at work. I, I'm working right now, which you're not. But. But for men to do this, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy. Now, you can find some research. There could be some, you know, the psychology departments here in America are not to be trusted, in my opinion, on a lot of things. Shout out to the Raider Nation. Uh, most of them are made up, uh, especially these liberal arts psychologists. They come up with their own theories and papers, and they spend all this time with this mumbo jumbo, barely even researching it. Most of these psychology departments uh, are, uh, or psychologists, female. They have never been a man or know nothing about being a man. So where do you think the literature is going to lean towards? Where do you think? 
And then you include the emasculated men in these departments, in these professions. Like, where's the masculine psychologist? Man, hell with all of this. He's smoking a cigar. He doing his best Sigmund Freud. Oedipus complex. <laughs> He's like, man, get these damn uh, libtards out of here. Oedipus complex. <laughs> all right, where? What the hell's going on? He got like a he got like a, a little glass of Jack and Coke. Here we go. We're gonna tell you some real stuff right here. Smoking on this cigar. <laughs> Please, they don't got none of them. And so all the time they try to funnel you to, we need to go to a psychologist. We need to go to a marriage therapist. We need to go to a therapist. We need to, more times than not, it's either going to be a woman or a masculated man behind that desk. <laughs> yeah, he doing his best uh, banging out the teacher's assistant. Come sit on my lap, dar dealing, darling. Hey, dear, come sit on my lap. <laughs> Speaking of sexual harassment. All right, I was with this girl last night, 25, junior college, all right. Tiny, petite, foldable. Just chatting to her, chatting her up, talking about, hey, man, you know, I would if I saw you in person, yeah, you know. And she would have been like, yes, sir. That's what she was like, oh, man, you know, if I would have saw you, yes, sir, whatever you say. <laughs> That's what she would say. Guys, women love to be led. I don't know what's happening in America where we're trying to play. Uh, this is the corporate world. They're trying to play like. Uh, the, I think the small percentage of feminists have misled 80% of women. And I talked about this in my book, The Evolution. And it's an unfortunate thing. Um, there has, there's, there's, there's this thing that happens. Women that are nines and tens don't have to really work like that. They'll find their way and they'll use what they have. They'll use what their mother gave them. They'll use what they got to get what they want in essence. So those women will overly succeed how they want it, even if they have to fake a sexual harassment claim in the end and do a Me Too, Hail Mary. Those women will get what they want, a.k.a. the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world and whatnot. Then you go down the ladder, the rungs, the eights and the sevens and the sixes, and mostly eight and sevens, they're like this. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. But the reality is they got to work. And so they can do a mixture of upselling themselves on the side and then they could do, you know, the corporate work. Then they can sleep their way to the top. And then they can mess with middle management. That's at eight and seven. Below that, six, five, four, three, two, one, you're a man. You're a man. So guess what? You got to be out here grinding. You got to be out here working. You got to be out here with us. But the reality is you, many times you're not, you're, you're somewhat limited into what you can do because since you're in the man category, looks wise, you can't use your looks. You can't you can't use what you got to get what you want. But you're not typically as strong to do what the men are doing. So you're in a conundrum. Now that demographic right there, five, four, three, two, one, those are the ones that are pushing the sevens, eights, nines, and tens to work. So I could focus on my career. Those are the people that are saying we need equal rights and we need to work and we need equal opportunities. Five, four, three, two, one. They're the ones making everybody else suffer <laughs> and us suffer trying to make this thing work because they got to get, you know what I mean? Because otherwise they're not getting married. Nobody's going to marry them. They can't marry up. 
and they have to have a role in our society. All right. And uh, many of the people don't know the that um, some of these women, some of these groups of women, the, the feminists, they are there were also Skittles. They were also had no interest in marrying. They also had no interest in marrying men. So but they just couldn't say. Uh, they're, they don't they, they had to say we don't want to depend on a man. What they really meant to say was we don't want a man. We want to be with our women. We want to be Eleanor Roosevelt, Roosevelt. We want to be with other women. So then they're in a conundrum. They need equal rights because they need. See, it's a conundrum, but it's all undercover. They don't discuss this. If people actually were up front and forward and discussed it, then we can get it. Oh, so you don't you don't need a man because you don't like you, you like women. OK, got it. Yeah, we need a place for you. Instead, they just basically turned up all the other women upside down for their own personal pursuit of happiness. So now they made all women go to work. So I could focus on my career. <laughs> it's a it's a real thing. And I, I, I challenge you guys to have these real discussions because this is what really happened in America. All right. I am so behind, brother. So I apologize. I'm going to get on with the show. And so those are the people who became the liberal, hardcore, staunch, pushing on Democrats, and they pushed women into the workplace. You should work, and you'll be so much happy. You don't have kids. But these women weren't having kids anyway. Either they weren't attractive enough to have them, they didn't have enough game to find a man that was willing to support them, or they liked women. So they weren't going to have careers anyway. I mean, they weren't going to have families anyway. But then they pushed the other women, you know, you can have a good career, and you can be a nurse, and you can make your own schedule, and you can go. And then ultimately what happened? That group of that that group of women are the ones saying we don't get paid equally, but they don't even do near the riskier, de more dangerous jobs. They're near dirtiest jobs. They're the ones that not doing the long hours. They're sitting there going, why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. They're trying to marry up. They do a hell married at 32. It's a real problem. I Listen, these, what I'm discussing now. is touchy. But it's the real conundrum of the entire problem this is what we've created because we're not being honest if we were actually honest and fix the system we would actually be able to um go forward but we can't go forward because people have they're not being honest about this but it all of this plays a part getting back into it getting back into the show here let me get g easy's ass off the screen and give you an indication of what happens here all right the human resources department here Okay, we talk about this. It's overwhelmingly white and female. Every now and then they will have uh, um, uh, fill quotas in here. Without the human resources department and many of these corporations, I think the numbers of women working in these corporations would drop drastically. Of course, there are some that are doing accounting jobs in, uh, you know, middle management jobs, other middle management. But this is the this is where many of the women are employed at these corporations it's basically the police office within these corporations and so if you look at the statistics on this one and of course we're using real data here it says right here women represent 67 percent of the human resources workforce the uh, he says the company said he used the databases over uh, 1,000 companies and 200,000 employees to glean its demographics and then almost two-thirds of HR professionals identify as white. Female HR managers earn an average of $91,000 a year. And then they're saying the male counterparts earn $103,000 uh, a year. 
but their male counterparts are re relatively respect a, a small amount. So when you average out, come on. And so what typically happens at these corporations with the HR department? Well, many times they have to deal with whistleblowers. And so now this is where the conundrum comes with with corrupt, fraudulent corporate, you know, uh, money grubbing hand, uh, you know, stealing companies here. And if it wasn't for corporations, I don't know what many of you guys would do playing office. Here's a question. Are women more likely than men to be whistleblowers? This is a real problem in corporations because what happens is, and this article is going to point it out. So what happens is you, you have a company. They say you have to have a certain representation. You hire the representation. You either hire them in the, in the form of the police and police everybody's behavior, or you hire them in the situation, hey, we need a couple of women in this job. But then when, the, when they come in, they come in to play office and they find out that these corporations are doing something a little nefarious. They're doing something fraudulent. They're doing something in the gray area. And then they go and snitch on the corporation, the very corporation that hired them. Now, here's what happens when you snitch on the corporate. You basically bite the hand that feeds you. Because when you get in there, you get in there on your moral compass, and you really don't understand what a corporation really does. What they do is they actually do uh they they actually have funny books. They basically will have shell corporations in which then the shell corporation actually writes off the debt. The main company gets, get, basically gets to be debt free and then they actually pad the books. And then some person that filled the quota will come in and they say, wait a minute, we can't do something like that. <laughs> we can't do this stuff and we can't do that. Wait a minute. If we send this company um five extra five less screws they won't have the five screw and the corporation is like man would you shut up we try to turn the profit around here <laughs> would you be quiet man they ain't gonna they ain't gonna they ain't gonna worry about the five less screws that we gave them last time man they not even gonna miss it but we gonna put five less screws in and we'll save x amount of dollars <laughs> and they's like but if we give them five less screws that would be unethical you're like, shut up. Nancy, be quiet. We trying to make some money around here. Do you want some money? Do you want the salary? <laughs> and she go there and she blah, 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 blah. And she turns the damn corporation in. And the corporation's like this. God, why do we hire by the book, Nancy? We hired by the book, Nancy. And she's screwing us over. We could have been stealing money from other people to keep our damn thing going here. I could have had my yacht in Newport Beach. I could have had my ski resort in Jackson Hole. I would continue to be golfing. I could have my winter residence in, um, in Florida somewhere, and she's screwing me. <laughs> so they hire people, and then these people come and turn around and tattletale. It says right here. It says right here. Um, where is it right here? It says no one could uh, truly predict if they will ever be a whistleblower. It would most likely uh, depend on the circumstances, the misconduct, that issue, the perpetrator, who is at harm, the timing, the work environment, the potential re uh, repercussions, the risk of retaliation, et cetera, et cetera. It says you can take our whistleblower test and get some sense of whether you may be predisposed to say something if you see something. Again, if you work at a corporation, you got to realize something's not on the up and up. 
most people, the people at the top are hiding things. This is what I know going on. So if I see something, I'll be like, oh, boy. All right. Chances are, however, you will uh, never really know for sure until the moment of truth arrives. But according to one theory recently presented by a woman, Patricia Sellers, in an article in Fortune magazine, there are three reasons why women may be more likely than men to blow the whistle in the face of fraud or injustice. First. Women are particularly sensitive to taking business risks. Consequently, they, quote, tend to have a little tolerance, or sorry, tend to have little tolerance for corporate shenanigans in ethical gray areas. This is going to get your company in trouble. Because they're looking at things from a, because they don't take the risk. They're just a corporate lemming. They're just clock in and clock out. And so they are risk averse. They don't know what taking a risk is. So this corporation is going to take a risk in hiring these people, supporting them. And then in turn, they're going to make money off of these people. But they got to do some things. You know what I mean? They got to do some things behind the scenes that they don't want the lemmings to know. But the lemmings find out. And this person says, I can't believe I work for a corporation like this. I thought we stood on principles, families, integrity, all the all the Kool-Aid that they gave them. We stand for integrity. We stand for uh, moral, justice, truth, and the right way. You know what I mean? All of these things. And they drunk up all the Kool-Aid, and then they found out the corporation is full of ish. <laughs> right? And they're like, wait a minute. I feel demoralized working for a corporation like this. And then they find out that there's gray areas and ways that the company is cutting corners. And then they, they in corporate shenanigans, there was a holiday party. And I saw Nancy getting her back blown out by middle management. You know, would you be quiet? <laughs> and so it says right here. It says they tend to have less tolerance for corporate shenanigans and ethical gray areas. So they're going to tattletale. Second, women have a so-called motherhood gene, which causes them to, quote, rise up and defend those in weak positions, whether it be mistreated employees, bamboozled shareholders, or cheated customers. They're cheating the customers out of this. It's a corporation. They're cheating everybody. They're cheating you. They're cheating you sitting at your cubicle, Nancy. This is what corporations do. You think these people are on the up and up, but these corporations hire them and they're like, Nancy, you know what I mean? I know you found out that we're, you know, but just shh. And Nancy's like, I cannot do this. I have the motherhood gene. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, not the motherhood gene. I just have to tell someone. They be on the FBI. They be on the agent of chaos, man. You be having the agent and the spy, the whistleblower all up in your office and you hired them. You promoted them. And they will have, she will have documentation. She be leaking stuff to the media, X, Y, and Z. And it says third, despite uh, taking the helm of separate, several, sorry, despite taking the helm of several corporate giants, IBM, GM, PepsiCo, Women are still outsiders in the business world. Generally speaking, they are never are neither or in the club, neither allowed in the locker room and thus not part of the locker room mentality that has shielded the truth in too many areas. Right. So we always talk about this locker room talk, uh, the madman culture where they're like, oh, man, you know, we shoved it up the client's rear end that time. And then she she invites she's listening in the locker room because she once said, why can't I come to the locker room? Oh, don't let Nancy in. Oh, and then she goes down to human resources. We belong in the locker room. Okay, let Nancy in. 
you let her come to the country club. You know what I mean? All right, Nancy wants to come play a couple of holes with us. And then you're out there <laughs> with your cigar. We shoved it up the client's rear end that time. Pause. What do you mean you shoved it up his rear end? What do you mean you shafted him? What do you mean you screwed him? How are we going to maintain a positive business relationship with our clients? <laughs> you're like, Nancy, we trying to turn a profit over here. I mean, don't you know how this works? We trying to make some damn money here. But the client's always right. It's the integrity of the company. Don't we need to push things forward? And they like, Nancy, would you shut the hell up? We invited you here. Now you're going to ruin the damn thing. And she goes, what? Skedaddles over the human resources. She starts leaking stuff to the Washington Post. She starts leaking stuff all over Reddit. She starts like, I just can't go to sleep at night. I'm traumatized. I'm in therapy. I took years of therapy because I found out behind the scenes the corporation that I was working for was screwing over their clientele. Mm. <laughs> You're like, Nancy. And so these guys that worked hard to build their business up, all of a sudden gets the motherhood gene, all of a sudden gets the, the moral high ground company uh, person blowing up your spot. <laughs> so shit. So these things, listen, I just use data. So you can look this up. Uh, let me see here. You can look this up. I'm not making this up. I just talked about the human resources department. I talked about the demographic breakdown. You can't say you're making this up. I, there it is right there. We, we have an article here. Women are more likely to be whistleblowers than men and blow up corporate spots. And don't tell me, well, the corporation shouldn't be cheating over. It's a corporation. Corporations are not honest and moral. They don't lean on integrity like they told you in the training manual. Mm. It's a corporation. They're crooked. <laughs> They're crooked people more, more likely than not. And so they come in with the moral high ground. And these people admit, uh, the woman admits it here, Patricia Sellers. Oh, this is why women are more likely to blow up a corporate spot. And then wonder why the corporate don't want them in there. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Anytime they get in you, we're a family and we lean on here. We're partners. We don't have employees. We're partners. And they take all the titles. They change all the titles instead of manager, leader, CEO. You're like a person of the people. We're together. There's no, you know what I mean? They want, oh, we, they're eating this up. Oh, yes. I'm not an employee. We're partners in this thing. No, you're not. You're a damn employee, lemming, cock, et cetera, et cetera. But you suck up all that Kool-Aid like I just sucked that water down. And um, then you're surprised when the corporation gives you the shaft or they're giving their clientele the shaft, which they are, or the, they give the people the shaft. I got to catch up on PayPal. All right. So we're going to get into uh, the next thing we're going to discuss on this one. We're going to get into the conversation of harassment, harassment. You can't say harassment at work. The very... Funny thing about saying harassment is the word at her ass is in the damn statement. Anybody ever think of that? We're going to have a sexual sexual harassment meeting. Did you say harass? Her. <laughs> You're like, damn, I'm confused already. Can I even repeat what you just said? I'm sitting here uncomfortable just thinking about it. Thank you for joining the human resources sexual harassment meeting. I'm sitting there like sweating, like. <laughs> mm. 
Can we change it to harassment? I feel much more comfortable. I'm in the back giggling. <laughs> Sexual harassment. You're fired, CGA. What did I do? All right. Anyway, shout out to Seti Jones is in the building. All right. I messed him up, but it's okay. He says, uh, I'm here to pay my parking spot at the church of the CGA, but wanted to tell you I've upgraded from triple double to money mindset. He says, also, you're right when you say, uh, when you said in being lucky for being ugly. And he says, because as a person who always uh, are attracted to females, he's writing this, by the way. I know I read bad, but <laughs> he says, as a person who always attracted females, it takes a lot to say no or avoid uh, sex or to vet women is a skill I have learned fast because I had a lot of close calls as a teenager with pregnancy scares, or so I was lucky to make it to 32 with only two kids from one woman, and I make six figures, and it still feels uncomfortable, even when I'm fine. I don't know, maybe it's a mindset. So, again, that's well, it's the kids sucking off your resources, by the way. You make six figures, but kids do kids are expensive. It's not like they have a limit, you know what I mean? They they you start buying more when you make more money. But again, we were talking about being ugly and uh being attractive and tall. The negative consequences to that is. You don't necessarily have to be good with women. And then, of course, then women uh, put themselves on you and then you take it. So we talked about that the other day. All right, let's get into it. Uh, let me make sure I don't say government names. Amari says, coach on Google, go on Google and video uh, for the video and the story. But there was a 60 person brawl on a carnival cruise ship at a nightclub and on the dance floor over a threesome between passengers that were allegedly cheating. And guess what? Of course, it was ninjas. Can't take ninjas nowhere. That's why I'm shuffling. You're a shuffling coon. Can't take them nowhere, brother. Uh, I mean, not even a restaurant. They be out there going crazy. But it's all about unity, brother. Brother, who we got here? Brian, Brian Taylor, he says this past week's blue chip stream was the blueprint for my peace, quiet and freedom and happiness. I feel like that rant at the end was amazing. One on one session directed at me. Coach, you're the realest. One hundred percent. No cap. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Check out the blue chip mindset. There is a um, there's a playlist of almost all of the videos there. And uh, if you want that type of content, you need to do more self-improvement. I do it every week. Class E Beats, thanks for the reminder. Uh, thanks for, I'm sorry. Uh, thanks for reminding me to never watch one of your streams in the gym. I was listening to the replay of last night's show in the gym this morning, and your Mike Tyson impression had me dying. People were looking at me like I was crazy. Thanks for all that you do, Coach. Shout out to the replay gang and the coach gang. Never lift heavy weights during the show. Mike Tyson was getting torn up yesterday, All right, I didn't tear him up, though. Pause. Lee, okay. Good morning, CGA. I'm 41 years old today. Happy birthday to you, brother. And it's my birthday, too. He says, I discovered you after my divorce three years ago, and my life is and has been better on all fronts. Free agent forever. Shout out to you. And I meant to press the clap. All right, the clap came. Happy birthday to Lee. Okay, let's do a couple more. Um, please have a nickname. I can't pronounce that. He says, you're doing the Lord's work. I'll catch the lecture later. Shout out to my man, MK. I can't pronounce that. It looks, I think, a brother from Nigeria, perhaps. All right, let's do three more and get back to the show. 
Uh, Joseph N says, I do think things, but keep them entirely to myself. After all, no one can read my mind, but I do not say anything. And besides, even in normal circumstances, women do not care what I think about the wagon they're dragging, right? <laughs> That's what you think. They do want to, they do want your opinion, or they just want to catch you looking at all that wagon she dragging. Triggerverse says, have you seen the SNL skit about sexual harassment with Chris Hemsworth? He literally had his pants down in the office and the ugly, the other ugly guy, Fred Armistead, just said hi and had HR called on him. Oh, man. Again, uh, attractive men get away with more, just like attractive women. But we have to remember, 80% of men are not attractive. So you might be the attractive guy in the office, but you're the rarity. Most men in offices are ugly, so you're going to get HR called on you. Sizzle says, at my job, there's a senorita mamacita who's a higher up than me, and she flirts with me. Here you go. You're being sexually harassed. Sizzle, we'll talk about this. We're going to talk about sexual harassment, and it's not a pause. Let's talk about sexual harassment. Anybody ever see this movie called Disclosure? Here it is right here. This is a movie for us old heads. And um, in the movie, Demi Moore's character is a uh, manager. She's like the uh, upper executive manager. She might even be the CEO. She got promoted up, essentially. And previously, they had a working relationship before she became upper management with Michael Douglas. But now that um, and uh, she actually got ahead, uh, promoted ahead of Michael Douglas. Well, essentially what happens was uh, Demi Moore hits on Michael Douglas like Sizzle was talking about. And she sexually harasses Michael Douglas and she forces him to have intercourse. Like in the office, she brought Michael Douglas's character up to the executive high floor and she starts to kiss on him and fondle him and say, what are you not a man? Give me that salami pause. And Michael Douglas is married and he has kids. And Michael Douglas says, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, you know what I'm like? There's this conversation that we have to have about men being aroused, but it still can be he's sexually harassed. And this is not talked about. A lot of times arousal does not mean that you are choosing to do this. You know what I mean? With men, once the blood leaves this head to go to this head, well, it may not stop you just because. I said no, like, like, for instance, women could say, I said no, I said no two or three times, but he still went ahead and did it. Same thing with men. Men could say, no, no, this is improper. This is inappropriate. We, this is at work. And then the woman says, come on. And they challenge your masculinity. And then they put all the. So in the movie, she drops to her knees and starts serving him. And then she lies on the desperate eagle and he starts ramrodding her. And everybody's like, that's not sexual harassment. So he tried to report it to human resources. She beat him to the punch saying that she felt uncomfortable around him. And he was like, wait, she graped me. Oh, you can't be graped because you're a man. You can't be sexual harassed because you're a man. That was the whole movie about disclosure. And that was in the early mid 90s. And so they were like, well, you were aroused. You you were dominant over her. She laid on her back. How did you get sexual harassed? And so the whole movie is him trying to prove he was sexually harassed by a, a upper executive female even though he's the dominant sexually so just because a man is aroused doesn't mean he's 
consenting. We have to have that conversation because after a while, that arousal going to take over. Well, like she kept pulling on me and she kept yanking on me and she kept kissing my neck. Well, she kept putting it out there. She laid there and some women are like, you should just be able to stop. No, 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 no. Now you done damn woke up the dragon. Now you done woke up the dragon and now you know what it's time for. Well, hell with it. <laughs> All right. Now, hey, look, I can't calm him down now. He's awake. And he probably would have been awake if you just blew on it. But now all of a sudden, guess what? All right. If you just gonna go ahead and lay there. That doesn't mean he consented. You finally, he just relented. That's what he did. He just said, well, <laughs> I'm relenting. What am I going to do? Turn it down? She's laying right there. But there, see, you just guys got to just be able to control your urges and control your lust. Keep it in your pit. No, can't wake up the dragon. All right. So speaking of sexual harassment here. Let's go back and talk about uh, what clip do I want? Let's talk about the cost to corporations. Just, he said he's his own person. Yeah, that was him. That wasn't me. Uh, the cost of sexual harassment. So I got a great story to tell if I have time to tell it today. But the indirect cost of sexual harassment. So this is what we're asking. Can men and women work together? Is it worth it to have them working together when the most of your time is spent trying to manage and mitigate these disasters that are going to happen in your corporation? And what is it going to cost you? Is it worth it in the end? The indirect cost of workplace sexual harassment. It is difficult to quantify the indirect loss. And then perhaps these people did some work here and they said here based on their research and they're going to estimate the economic cost of sexual harassment or workplace. Also, the indirect effects aren't just shared with the victim. If other employees seem persistent, uh, see persistent sexual harassment, they are also less likely to seek promotion or encourage others to per, uh, pursue employment at the company. So the company's reputation gets damaged. Or the people in the company is like, man, these people are really, you know, these guys are grimy and creepy. Or they don't want to go ahead. They don't want to manage these people. So you have that. You have this decreased productivity of people who have experienced this or claim to experience this. Or if you have men that are being told that they're creepy or harassers, they're not going to want to excel in the corporation. You have decreased productivity. Is it worth having both of these genders in here when this is going to happen? And it happens. A lot. Increased turnover. Turnover ex, uh, expenses will vary based on the industry. However, harassment in the workplace can decrease the length of time an employee remains with the company. It can also increase training expenses and any costs associated with hiring. Most lemmings don't, they never look at it from this perspective of a corporation. Once a corporation hires you, they're basically at a loss. They're taking a loss for months on in because when you when they hire you you don't immediately start turning a profit over for the company the company then has to give you Kool-Aid make you drink it they have to get you to understand how their methodology is how to work for them they're losing money on months on in just bringing your ass in there hiring you costs corporations and if they have to do this on a routinely basis of hiring you and hiring people and getting rid of them. And these people are uncomfortable because they're claiming harassment is going on or legit harassment is going on. It costs the company a lot of money to train you. 
But lemmings don't never understand this. They think corporations just got money on in. No, they lose money bringing lemmings in. They have to train you first. And then by the time you turn over and then accept the training and then get going, they might not turn a profit on hiring you for a year. For a full ass year. So you got paid and they lost money hiring you. So let's go to the next thing right here. Um, here we go right here. Reputational damage. Let's talk about the direct cost. The financial cost of harassment. Here it is. Somebody said it's called Lifetime Value LTV. Thank you, um, Tyler Hearns. Um, so that's what happens. Um, before they start making money on you, you, they might not turn a profit for years. It says right here, Google's $310 million sexual harassment settlement aims to set new industry standard. So Google makes a lot of money, but they had to spend $310 million just on harassment settlement. That's a lot of money blown out of the window. A lot of money blown out of the window. I know Google's a big company and they can afford it, but why waste the money? Why waste that money? Here it is right here. Let's take it down to small companies. Harassment. The cost to your business can be dizzying. It says right here, harassment uh, harassment costs can be huge. Imagine what your company could do with the extra $100,000. How would you spend it? You could purchase a sophisticated vehicle or a piece of equipment. You could spend, uh, you could speed up product research and development. You could refurnish your office. You can hire two new employees full time or fund a marketing campaign or buy dozens of new computers. The possibilities are endless. Or you could spend that 100K settling a workplace harassment claim out of court. That's right. According to Workforce Magazine, employers can expect to lose between $75,000 to $125,000 defending the case through discovery, through discovery, and a rule on a motion for summary judgment, meaning a settlement. Well, not a settlement. That's a rule on a motion for a summary judgment. The judge, the judge made a summary judgment. By the way, that's assuming the employer wins. Otherwise, the total typical range ranges from $175 to $250,000, but may even surpass $150 million. And this isn't even, if this isn't a case where it is clear that there's harassment, that case goes to court, trial, all of that stuff. You're a company trying to turn and flip a profit, but because you're trying to engage in all of these male and females together, People don't count this cost, and some people don't even care. Well, the corporation's money, it ain't mine. This is what I'm talking about. I, it's almost ridiculous to actually try to force this. This is We haven't even got to equal pay yet. It's time to face the facts. Harassment is unethical. True. Harassment is illegal. True. And for the organization that allows it, harassment is really, really expensive. We'll get to Vince McMahon in a second. Fox News, for instance, paid $45 million over the course of, of a year, $45 million in one year to address the fallout from an investigation into former anchor Bill O'Reilly's history of harassment. We'll get to men harassing women legitimately in a minute. Uber, meanwhile, fired 20 people after reviewing current and former employees' claims of harassment, bullying, and other violations. This article goes on and on. But we're talking about millions of dollars trying to make men and women work effectively. 
oh, you guys can work. But in order to make this work, there's always going to be this $100,000 floating around, 200000 lawsuits, all of these things just to try to make it work. And, and we're far be- Can you see it's a waste of money? How about this? The high cost of harassment. Uh, this one actually mentions the same thing. It says, if a lawsuit is brought forward, and I'm reading from right here, quote, if a lawsuit is brought forward, the company is going to smoke a $100,000 bill in legal fees in investigation, even if you win, says Peter Stark, a consultant who specializes in helping companies prevent sexual harassment. While most cases are settled out of court, companies that have been found guilty at trial can face an eye-popping verdict. Federal law cap settlement for large corp companies at $300,000, not including lost wages and legal fees. But state laws are often more generous to the accuser. If a judge finds egregious behavior, a seven-figure settlement is not out of the question. In 2011, UBS Financial Services was ordered to pay more than $10 million to a former sales assistant who says she was harassed by a supervisor. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. The firm of high-profile sexual harassment attorney Gloria Allred, who is representing the accuser in the Filner case, uh, boasts multiple multi-million dollar settlements. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission received one I'm sorry, 11,300 sexual harassment charges in 2011 alone and settled about 1,400 of them for a total of $52 million. $52 million. It is clear. It is clear sometimes that people are getting these jobs and they're going in, they're getting harassed, and their parachute out is a settlement claim. All right. They're like, I got money. Quick story time, and we'll do catch up on some of the contributions. Quick story time. I told this story before. Story time is this. I had trained a guy who was um, a head of a company that was Fortune 500. All right. He was one of my very dear clients. And he is on a list of Forbes. It's not very high, but I've seen it. There's a link to him. I was like, wow, this guy was big time. He was a whale for my business. Well, anyway. The story goes, he's sharing this, so I won't name him. He's sharing this story. Woman gets hired in the company. Woman starts a relationship with a guy that is senior to her, and they start an affair. So the one's married, the man is married in the company. They both work together, and they, they have an affair. At a sexual harassment seminar, the human resources director is, is doing the sexual harassment seminar. The guy who's senior to the woman is they're sexting each other at the at the harassment seminar. So this was proven later when they were negotiating the uh, settlement. And they they proved that the, even the guy was even carrying on. The senior guy was even sexting her during the sexual harassment seminar. I mean, I don't know how foolish you can get. Well. The husband finds out about the affair, the husband of the wife that is at work. So I could focus on my career. And he finds out about the affair. What does the husband do? Divorces her? Nope. Leaves her? Nope. No, he says, you need to go to the human resource department and you need to file a sexual harassment claim. She files the claim. 
She goes to Human Resources and says, I have been abused. He's abused his authority. There's text messages. There's proof. She turns the text messages over. And um, the text messages show, even during the sexual harassment seminar, that he was sexting her. So since he's senior, he abused his power. We'll talk about that in a minute. And they settled with the woman for nearly half a million dollars. She walked out of this company with nearly half a million dollars. The husband stayed. The senior person lost his job. Now we're talking about two adults here. The woman knew what she was doing. The woman probably aimed for that particular person. We'll talk about how women love men in power, but then the irony of it being turning into a work relationship is an absolute disaster many times. But the woman knows she was doing. She was cheating on her husband. Not only that, so she was carrying on an affair against her husband behind her husband's back. The husband finds out. They file a lawsuit. She walks away to half a million dollars. She's driving a new Range Rover. The husband, the, the, the married guy, senior executive, loses his job. Okay. This is what, to me, that's not sexual harassment. She chose to get into those positions, but because how we've got to try to make these relationships work at work, disaster. Absolute disaster. All right. So anyway, let's get to some more PayPal's and then cash apps. All right. Interesting stuff, man. It's interesting stuff. So the question is, can men and women actually work together? Well, Sure, there are some relationships and there are some relationships that go well. There are some situations where work goes well. But when it doesn't go well, it's hell to pay. When it does not go well, corporations waste hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to make this situation work. Is it worth it? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to Me Too in a minute. Uh, let's see, Sizzo here. He's saying there's a nice little senorita, mamacita, that senior manager that wants to bust them cheeks. Pause. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. All right. Uh, we got, I got uh, Christos is in the building for some reason. Wait a minute. PayPal bugging over here. Yeah. Oh, no. I see what happened. You asked for money from me. Hold up. Pause. You're going to have to fix that, sir. SAU says, good morning, coach from south of the border, working out and listening to you. All right, still uh, making sure you're working on the physique. Yes, indeed. I was like, what happened to that screen? Uh, coach, Coach Alini for president, all right? CGA Coach Alini. That's what we're doing. I'll fix all of this madness. This is absolute madness. We live in a maddening culture where we push square pegs in the round hole and try to make it work. Jorge. C says, uh, coffee time, CGA, working with women is not recommended for men's mental health. And he says, men and women working together is like another unhappy marriage. I'm not happy. <laughs> it could be, it, it's kind of, you know, for guys, you actually have to be less of a man to make this work. In order to do it, you got to just silence yourself. You got to really, but women are like, that's controlling yourself and controlling your lust. You can't just say what you want to say. Well, if you weren't here, I could say what I want to say. <laughs> now you're here and I got to be quiet. I am now referring to my child custody battle as Operation 304. That's from Dijon Dixon out there. Custody battles are brutal. How old are your kids? How old are your kids? I'm going through somewhat of a custody disagreement right now. And um, at some point, <laughs> right, but you know there's going to be a back end negative to that. 
soon as you do that, you're a deadbeat. As soon as you do that, um, and the child support starts to run out, she's gonna send the kids back to you. Why don't you take care of them? You know, I'm just I'm, I can't even do all this to work. I need more money, child support. All right, happy money day from Adrian Paul. Is it money day? He says, Oh, for the people who got paid, it's my birthday tomorrow. It's on my birthday, too. Can you hit me with the Friday night? Kaylee, yes, we can. Where's Kaylee doing? These are some people that you work with right here, by the way. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to Kaylee in the building. We're almost at the top of these. Co- uh, SAU says from south of the border. I work at a hardware store, coach, coach, and we never hire women. I'm sorry, but they are a waste of time and money. With men, it's less arguing. They know what to do, and if they mad, I'll order some beer and some tacos, and everything will be settled. Shout out to you, man. Oh, man, shout out to you. Do I have a uh, – we should have some Taco Tuesday music in for that one. Uh, we'll talk about the woman utopian experience where the women are like, we'll just all work with ourselves. We're going to talk about how that turned. Uh, Deadly Ellie just banished all women employers to work at home status. I want to know statistically if the sexual harassment went down when people worked at home and remotely. Somebody actually brought that up in the comment section. Was there less sexual harassment or more? There's actually that one guy at CNN that got caught jagging off during the during the workplace stream. What was that guy? He got caught with his salami out. It was like a pause in the the, uh, Zoom. And he didn't turn his camera off. And he got the lotion out. There was also a funny clip. There was a funny clip of this dude. He was like, can I take a work break? I'm going to see if I can find the clip. And they were like, yes, Thomas, go take a work break. And he forgot to shut the camera off. And he went to the back. And he came back with a bottle of lotion. He put that lotion down. He was like squashy. He set up his he set up his phone. He got that lotion, and the the zoom is still running. He didn't turn it off. He was like, and they, the women were like, "Oh my god, no!" I know you're, and I don't know. He didn't have his headphones in, and they were like, "Steve, Steve, don't do this." The woman, oh, don't do this. Oh no, oh he's got the lotion. And then he set up his phone. They were like, "Oh no, Steve." They they was like, "Please," and so they were like, "Shut his stream down." Shut the stream, but they couldn't shut the stream down because he had some sort of administer. I think he was administering the stream. It was like, don't do it. And he got that squashy. He was like, ooh, look at them feet. He was like, Lord have mercy. Ooh. He took down his shorts. He was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I got to find that one. I got to find that one, bro. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can find that one. Man, on Zoom, meeting with lotion. I think, let me see here. Guy apparently applies lotion. but Oh, here it is. I think this is it. Is this the one? Since I'm not on. Yeah, this is it. Oh, my God. I found it. I found it. I found it. This was during the lockdown. So, look. Here's the here's the demographic. They got a perfect ratio of men and women. Black sister there, the one token. Look at look at this woman right here, Mika. She don't even want to be here. I think that's a man or a woman. I can't tell. Look at all the masculinity here, bro. 
at all the masculinity. This is why corporations are failing. Look at the masculinity. So check this out. Let's go ahead and play it. Since I'm not on this account. It's no problem. Okay, go cool. ahead, Sean. Sure. Let's just start off with January 2020. So Daniel, Daniel right up here. I think he's the guy running it, but he, <laughs> he walked off. Uh, since I'm not on this account, uh, y'all can continue the meeting. I'm out of here. He going to get that lotion, bro. He like, let me go on to get this bottle of lotion real quick. Now, consumer spending is up. Uh, I'm if you look at the graph right below. Page, are we on? This dude got the lotion and the tissue, Sean. <laughs> he was like, let me get that Kleenex real quick. And let me get that bottle of lotion. Look, he got the lotion. I'm sorry, we're on page 12, the second graph from the top. Okay. Daniel, turn your camera off. <laughs> All right, so if you look, uh, we're a 0.15% higher than 2019. Uh, we started this quarter off at 2.75. Look, this sister said, look, the sister, look at, look at, they, they realized what happened. Look at Mika. Mika, <laughs> Mika woke up. She was like, uh, <laughs> look at the white girl, Becky. Becky was like, bruh, look at this dude right here. So, the, look at these dudes finally noticed. <laughs> They notice it. They like, oh my god! Holy shit! Daniel, oh my god! Daniel, 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 Look at the sister. This dude stepped away from the computer. He was like, yo. Look, she have, wait, this dude, the Asian dude, Chris, invited someone in to see that. He's like, you got to see this shit. <laughs> How do we turn this beat off? Wow. We can't. Oh, hell no. Daniel. Oh, my God. Daniel is the host. Holy He's shit. He's the host. Oh, hold on for a second. He's the host. He can't even turn off the screen. They can't turn them off. We can't. This dude right here with the ponytail dying, bro. Daniel. Oh my God. Daniel is a host. Look at Mika. Mika, the sister, sit up. Oh, and this other sister left. Chanel. She left. <laughs> Man, that is pure comedy. <laughs> anyway, man, that's that's the workplace for you. He's the host, so he the kid. They can't turn him off. He was the host. That's some funny ish right there. That man. Oh boy. I tell you, man, for one of the funniest clips I've seen. Let's go ahead and get the cash app. People are wondering if it's fake or real. Well, when it came out, it came out during the lockdown. Um, <laughs> it came out on one in during the lockdown. And uh, everybody was like, it was so, man, so damn funny. So, shit, I remember that. I was like, this dude could not wait to get that venom out. Grab that damn lotion, bro. All right, so anyway, shout out to Jack Vendetta. He says the show Mad Men illustrates this perfectly. So if you watch the story, the Mad Men, I'm sorry, the movie Mad Men or the TV series, it talked about how the woman was a secretary. It had that one character. She's a secretary. She was getting sexually harassed. 
she moved, she worked her way up in the corporation. There were still these workplace relationships slash harassments, right? Mm. And this was in uh illustrated trying to illustrate the 50s, right? So uh somebody said somebody said they want to see uh part two of the video. Oh man, yeah. Uh, Juan Pomeris, no more super chats because YouTube marched your ass down to the human resource department. They definitely did. They was like, what? This guy, we definitely got to go down to the human resource department for him. He he crossing the line. But mainly it's because I'm get kicking this real. Your boy Scoop, for, for he says, from last night, O-Block is the new West World in the building. We'll give him that too. O block shout out to everybody from the O block mike hawk says scrum diddly umptious personal trainer fund i never had clients like scrum diddly umptious i might have had a slow tuesday though uh telvin telvin says look at power power puff girls boogeyman pimp pick <laughs> is it power puff or powder puff boogeyman pimp pick wow monte cristo you're right coach can't feel sorry for them can't feel sorry for men it's over guys you you're making your own bed daniel says and it's not the daniel in this video daniel says got my ex-girlfriend a job and she effed our co-worker <laughs> yeah so we're going to talk about these type of relationships in a minute i think she was your girlfriend at the time now then she was your ex after you found out sex happens on the workplace how do we deal with it most of the time women can be the victim they can turn around and victimize it again should we be working together if this is the case daniel also says she also told our business at work to other men again another another disaster and then they she told you how you was laying that pipe too dejan says her ass meant for me sexual harassment and people are saying i'm cursing i'm not it's in the word here might be jasmine rice sponsorship the ladies love the jasmine rice don't y'all ladies y'all love that when women go out to eat you take them out to eat they eyes get big oh i'm gonna order off the big menu now when women go out with other women they be like uh we'll take one bowl of jasmine rice we'll take two chicken breasts can you bring four plates can you bring a big thing of water, sugar, and sliced lemons? Mm. It'd be four of them. Two chicken breasts. They dish out the rice on four plates. They dice up the chicken breast. They get the big-ass water. They squeeze the lemon, making their own lemonade at the table. Then they had a nerve when the bill to come. Who ordered the extra lemon? That was you? That be you? Did you order the extra sauce? That be you. You owe, and the bill is $16. They're going to leave a $2 tip, and then they're going to make Keisha, keep Ku Klux Keisha, pay more than the rest of them when they split up the bill. Mm. And they still trying to ditch the bill. You know what? Damn. $16, and they'd had a nerve to want 20% tip. We out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Leave, girl. Hey, you two leave. Then you two leave. Then you two leave. We ain't paying that bill. All right, that's too much for us, man. Where are these men at? Where are these cheap ass men? They be like, pay the bill? Not. Nah, nah. Look, 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 look. 
think he said he went to the bathroom. Y'all went to the bathroom? Go sit. <laughs> 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 shot, shot, tail, shot, tail, shot, tail. Get him, shot, shot, tail. That's our recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. shouldn't have walked out. Pay your bill. Yeah, y'all left them keys. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't have walked out. The world's dumbest criminals. <laughs> Y'all making us look bad. Yeah. You know, as there are some people that watch that video and they still don't get the context. They're like, what's happening here? Why are they laughing at them? <laughs> like, people are like, they don't get it. All right, should we should explain to them? These people tried to dine and dash. They had eyelashes and hair, hair full of head, head full of hair, but they tried to dine and dash. They left, like we described, but when they got to the car, they left their keys on the table. And then when the girl that's the driver figured out, I don't know where my car keys are. Holy shit. We dine and dash. I think we left our keys at the table. So they had to come back in which the waitress said, y'all ready to pay your bill now. And then she handed back out the receipts. And said, y'all need to pay the bills. And the table recognized it because I'm sure the table, once the girls were gone, the, the waitress said these girls dine and dash, but they left their keys. So the waitress put the keys in her pocket. That's what happened. All right. So some people have watched that and I've seen them ask. I don't get what's happening here. Why are they laughing at these girls? All right. So they all had to come back. They couldn't just send one girl back to snatch the keys. They probably looked on the table from far away. Damn, we ain't got the keys. She got the, the keys aren't on the table. So that describes what that uh, shout out to DGC more rest in peace, suburban simps with wives and a second mortgage. We don't talk about second mortgages here. That's what gets you because the second mortgage oftentimes, especially if you have a jumbo loan, the second mortgage is what kills you. The interest rate on the second mortgage could be what? Eight, nine, 10, 10%. That second mortgage is the one that drowns you. And shout out to the Suburban Sims. Uh, Simon Small says, for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Thank you for the for the people that uh, the, the, the people that always come in and support the show. And then last one, Matthew, the doctor store says, hey, he sends a somewhat of a co-sponsorship. Thank you, man. First time seeing your name, so I appreciate you. Let's get back. Let's get a refinance gang in the building. All right. And your woman, most of the time you bought a house and she wanted extra amenities you wanted extra things like that you're the husband oh, i just want to and i know i know you said five hundred thousand dollars is out of our price range but there's a better house for 650 so you got to take out the second mortgage and that mortgage you're going to refinance and refinance and refinance over and over again you're never going to get ahead all because she wanted the walk-in closet. All because she wanted the one with the swimming pool. She wanted the one with the deck. She wanted the one in the somewhat of an... But you never could afford it. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So we, if you haven't caught up to this stream, I'm breaking down women and men working together, how it's a disaster. It's a disaster to many companies. They won't admit it. It's a disaster to them financially and indirectly. It's a disaster to you as a man. You actually become less of a man. You actually repress your true self, your true sexual feelings. We talked about sexual harassment. 
We talk about the depressing atmosphere it is. We talk about the controlling language, the police, whistleblowers. We cover a lot, and I'm making my case right here. So you're being monitored on a constant basis. They're having update meetings. We got to go to the seminar, four hours of them telling us what I can and cannot do. We're under the hypnosis spell of the controlling and the somewhat abusive human resource department in which the majority, almost 70%, are you-know-who, power-hungry uh, people that come in here and assert their power. And then um, now you can't have fun at the company. And so there's an idea that feminism ruins fun. You go to work, you can't have fun. You can't use double entendres. You can't say words like moist, delicious, huge, screwed. You can't talk in any sexual connotation that would insinuate that this is locker room talk. You ever hear some dude say, this is locker room talk. And then some guy comes out, I don't talk like that in the locker room. Mm. Yeah, those guys. Those guys. Locker room talk is somewhat inappropriate. It is to you, you goofball. You were the one that used to get hung by your undies, all right, at the top of the damn locker in the locker room. Yes, of course you don't talk about locker room talk. So don't act like there's no such thing as locker room. I can't stand dudes like that. <laughs> all right. But the idea of equality would disappear if we had this elimination of this trying to force a square peg in a round hole. But because we do this now under the myth of um, of equality, now we have which once was we should allow women to work to now they should get the same pay. And then they should be CEOs and all of this stuff. This is all mythology. Yes, every night. Look, there's people that would never be CEO in companies. And many of these are men. They're never going to be the CEO. But then somehow, well, there should have more women CEOs. Okay, there should be have more women start companies and corporations. Start their own and become their own CEO. No, no, no. We just want to be CEO of the companies that are already established and have a great history of screwing over and swindling clients and, and the people. And so now they want to take charge of the businesses that have already been established and have good reputations. Well, everybody wants that job. But then we have this myth of equality. Before we touch on that, Let's talk about the workplace relationships. So we already have people that have hired their girlfriends come in and spread gossip about them and bring their personal business into the corporation. We've had girlfriends and wives having affairs. I told you a story about that. Wife had an affair. She claimed it was sexual harassment. She got paid half a million dollars. But um, relationships used to happen at work. Now we tell people avoid relationships at work. This cannot be natural. There was a time that people would say <clears throat> women would get their MRS degree. It's been a term in our lexicon for a long time. That means she would go to college. Oftentimes, while she went to college, she would target the higher status men in this college. If she missed that, she would go to work, and she would work at corporations where there were higher status men that she could target to be husbands. Women used to do this a lot. And so the men would be senior. They would target these men. They would actually approach them. They would start a relationship, get married to that man. She stopped working and raised kids. All because she found the right workplace relationship environment. Today, we call that an abuse of power. Now, this could happen working at Subway. The manager hires a pretty young thing, and this is very common. Sometimes the pretty young thing is underage. 
We don't want to talk about this. See, y'all don't want to talk about the real. So the manager at Subway is 23. The girl he brings in is 16, 17. They will be fornicating together. Now, if this gets revealed and somehow she has a bad day and wants to blast him, he could either lose his job or go to jail. So he has to tamp this down, right? He has to, he has to play this right. Let's say she is overage. The woman's 18 or 19. I have a story about a woman that I know that did that. She worked at a bank. Anybody might know this story if you follow me long enough. She admitted this in public. She worked as a bank assistant. She was dating the manager. The manager of the bank is a male. He, the male had a kid. The woman that he was smashing, the bank assistant, they used to smash in the back room of the, what do they call it? The safe. Yep. People know what a story I'm talking about. They used to smash in the state safe. She admitted it. And then she started playing stepmommy to the bank manager's kid. And they had this relationship. She was in her early 20s. The manager was in his 30s. He's smashing her in the safe. Is this fair or foul? Well, in current workplace environment, it's foul. But in past times, it would be fair. She found the man she wants. But people would say he's using her. No, that would be a relationship. Should he have married her? Maybe. But now it's called an abuse of power. But the reality is, aren't women attracted to power and powerful men? Like, would a woman come into a workplace situation and she's up here and then mess with a guy lower? Probably very rare. It's always going to be somebody lateral to her or above her. So they get into these workplace environments. They are attracted to men with power. They find themselves could be being used or they find themselves in a relationship. Sometimes the relationship goes awry. They break up. Happens all the time. There's uncomfortable situations there. She might report it to HR. She might not. She might spread gossip about the man. She might not. She might have an affair with her husband. We talked about that. Or she might mess with the man that is more powerful to her than her. And think that man's going to leave his wife. He doesn't. This causes all kind of backlash and back power and, pop and, and uh, disruption to the company. It causes disruption to the company. If these people didn't work together, there would be no disruption. However, we're trying to shove square pegs in a right hole. And a lot of times it's either disruption, indirect expense, or direct expense to the corporation. Somebody said, isn't this hypergamy? Exactly. So she gets in. She doesn't target Jamal. She targets the executive. Mr. Johnson. Pause. And men are attracted to somewhat women that are vulnerable, that need help, mentorship, guidance. So uh, there's, a, there's a movie called, um, it's with Beyonce and Idris Elba, and it's with the white girl that go crazy. Can't remember the name of the movie. The white girl goes crazy. What's going on with this hair right here? I think it's called obsessed. I'm obsessed with that hair. Yeah, obsessed. And so in the movie Obsessed, there's three men. They're doing locker room talk. And then the white girl comes across and you can only see her legs. And then the boss, the CEO, because there's only three men in the office. Meeting the, the white girl, the young white girl walks by and the boss says whose legs are those whose legs are those 
And um, and then somebody said it's the new young temp. And then the other guy says, you mean the temp dress? And so these guys are higher up and they notice the young girl. And of course, then they begin to start to invite her in and she starts to push her way in. And then they be, hey, we need to mentor you. We need to give you some guidance. You look like the vulnerable young girl. And people will call these relationships creepy, but this is the context of the relationship. This is how relationships work. Women generally attracted, attracted to power and success. Men attracted to vulnerable young women. That's how it works. It's not creepy. But when you put these things together, it's like a powder keg in an office because this going to naturally happen. But then when it happens, we dismiss it. Oh, this is abuse of power and this is this. And she didn't know and he was using her. And no, this is natural. For instance, for example, I don't know if you know, Bill and Melinda Gates started off just like this. Did you guys know that? Bill and Melinda Gates. Melinda Gates worked in Bill Gates's corporation. She was the young temptress. He was the higher up. They got together. They had sex. They married. There's a situation I just told you about the woman that turned down a billion dollars from her, um, a nearer billion dollars from her executive oil tycoon husband. Well, she worked in the corporation. He found her and married her from within the corporation. They got married later to get divorced. Is that a foul situation? Was that an abuse of power or did it turn into a workplace relationship or a relationship in general? It was it evil for them to get together. You know what I mean? Jeff, Be yeah, she worked as a lawyer. Uh, Jeff Bezos and McKinsey Bezos started somewhat the company together. Jeff Bezos was at the top. McKinsey was at the bottom. Of course, they were together already, but it was a workplace relationship. And when you put men and women together, sex is going to happen. Hypergamy is going to happen. Men's nature, men's appeal to younger women is going to happen. But now you got situations where people are saying, no, you need to shut this stuff off. You can't do this. You can't joke about things. You can't have sexual tension. Men, stop being perverts. If you get harassed as a man, let's talk about that. We talked about the movie Disclosure. Have you worked in environments? I've worked in environments where women would joke about sexual harass, uh, sexual connotations all the time. They'll have double entendres. They will even say things about you. That if you said about them, it wouldn't fly. Many times you're supposed to like it. And if you complain about it, they'll be like, what are you complaining about? If you complain about it, they might even get rid of you. Many times if you're in a situation and you're a man, you're not afraid to be used. Like Sizzle said, he has a woman at the top of his corporation and she's flirting with him. You don't mind it. You're like, hell yeah. You're like, I'll clap those cheats to move my way to the top. I'll let you use me. Use me, baby. Use me. <laughs> Women will touch you, grab your salami, talk about your hair, talk about your relationships, talk about your love life. But you flip it on them. How's your love life going? How's your relationship going? How's your hair going? How's your hair weave going? And if you catch them on the wrong day, you can set your career on fire. Sometimes they're laughing. The one time they don't laugh, you're in trouble. So this is the world we live in. So sometimes they're hot and cold. Some days they're going through problems. You, I've heard of situations where women have been going through personal problems at home. They're broke. They're going through a divorce, a breakup. You name it. They're in therapy. They're an addict. Then they come to work. 
you say the wrong thing to them that day. And then because they're going through personal problems, it is now your problem. I've heard about these things. And now she sues the company and sues you, gets you fired all because I've been in therapy and I'm an addict and I got off the head meds and I've been going through a divorce. And this guy had the nerve to make a joke. And he said this thing and this thing, and it was a misogynist. And now you fired. Mm. And you're like, shit, I wasn't responsible for her having a bad month or a bad year. She couldn't take a joke. Women joke on you. You have to take it. You understand what I'm saying? This is a powder keg that you guys push yourself in all the time and you try to make it work. There were Me Too situations. When the Me Too movement came out, it was often under this workplace situation where there were actual great stories, which you have Vince McMahon allegedly graping a woman in the back of a limousine. That has been going on for a long time. Yes, those were actual stories. Then you had stories like quid pro quo. But the story was like, and the woman was like, well, I was around this creepy guy. He was the executive. And he was grapey and creepy, but I kept be hanging around him. And he had the power and he had the ability to get me movie roles and get me opportunities if I just did one thing here and there. I did it. I got it. I got what I exchanged my transaction for. I, I received it. I was actually able to parlay that into more things. But now I feel guilty about it. So we're now going to tattletale on him. Now that maybe I'm not getting that anymore. Or maybe I feel guilty about it. Yeah, it was kind of sad that I was forced to do that. Which was these industries were known to do that. The casting couch is a part of it. But now they're going, yeah, I feel sort of guilty about it. I was just a young, innocent 22-year-old woman, and I slept with the executive, or he started doing creepy things. He actually got to the corner and he was he got the bottle of lotion squashy and he was jerk jerking. He was actually going to the jerk shack, the jack shack over there in the corner, and I was uncomfortable, but I just stood there and watched. That's weird. You just stood there and watched. You didn't leave. You didn't skedaddle. You didn't call the police. You didn't alarm anyone. This was 15 years ago. And you actually got what you wanted. Many, many times the people got what they wanted out of the deal. You traded that. He got that. He gave you that. You parlay it. You got money. Now you're now he's guilty. Mm. It was an abuse of power. It's it's weird. Because then you start going, well, what, what, <laughs> what are we talking about here? What about this? Um, damn, where was the, what was that? There was a link that I wanted to go to here. Where is it? Uh, oh, this is what it was. This is what it was. So then when that happened, then men started going, well, we're just not going to mentor women anymore. The workplace environment is getting weird. I don't want to get a Me Too claim. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pull back. Guess what they said to men? Well, how about you just don't sexual harass <laughs> and there won't be a problem? And the dudes are like, yeah, but some of these weren't sexual harassment, obviously. Some were, some weren't, some were, some weren't. Some were he said, she said. 
Some were just power position. Some of her were choosing to sleep with the higher up guy and they had a relationship. It blew up. And now I'm here. So I'll just not do it. What did the women say? The feminists lean in. Just go on and lean in. Don't be afraid to mentor women. Don't run away from us. Please don't go away from me. I'll be there for you when you call my name. So now we still need help. Help us. Without you, we'd be nothing. And so this is the this is the problem you're having here. You're like, wait a minute. Do you want the help? Do you can you do it without us? Now you can't do it without us. Worried about worried by hashtag MTOO. He says, here's how to become part of the solution. And this is more namely from people like the Facebook COO. I believe her name goes by. I had a clip I used to run on her. Can't remember her name anyway. She started this lean in. Men, we know that Me Too movement has left a lot of you reeling horrified by harassment or as you should be. But some of you are also worried about yourselves. You're scared of being accused of something uh, unfairly and says unsure how to act. Maybe you're shying away from women at work, avoiding one on one meetings, canceling working lunches. A forthcoming forthcoming survey by leanin.org and SurveyMonkey, which are pretty much the same group, finds that almost half of male managers are uncomfortable participating in basic workplace activities with women, including women alone uh, working together, right? How did you know? See, they didn't think that 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 would be the response. They were like, I can't imagine the men would pull back after seeing all these men lose their ass. (laughs) so the dudes are like oh that's what y'all doing we gonna pull back and the women are like well just don't be grapey and the other guys were like well them stories sound suspect as hell and some dudes left corporate america they were like i'm out (laughs) before you get harassment this is a huge step in the wrong direction women need support not isolation want to fight harassment don't avoid women mentor them nope See, this is the listen. We're we're this is a tough subject. Cheryl Sandberg, yes, this is a tough subject. But I can approach it this way because I'm not working in corporations. Although the corporation of YouTube is is what it is. If you have these opinions, you're they think you're part of the problem. And I'm going. The problem is being created by you by continuing to force this square peg down a round hole. It doesn't appear to be working. And when it does work, you're finding that there's less masculine men and less men of quality and less men that you can target for relationship. Women are not happy, right? They're like, where are all the good men? What happened? Where did all the men Some women go to work to maybe I can find a good guy there and a husband that's on it. You can't do that anymore. So now you spend eight hours a day sexually repressing yourself and there's nothing but emasculated men in there and the women are like what's going on why i'm not happy you're spending time around simps all day (laughs) right it's causing a massive problem is there a better solution so now they're like oh don't run away from us because a couple of us filed a couple of goofy claims keep mentoring us and dudes are like we ain't falling for it all right so this creates a conundrum for not over, only for men, but for women, because they need the mentorship. 
They need the dynamic of the powerful men mentoring the young and somewhat vulnerable, needy woman. The very thing that they call an abuse of power. Is this, this is real. This is the world we live in. That's you. This is the world we live in and y'all still trying to make it work. Let me see. Um, I'll cover that part later. I'll cover that part later. Uh, let's get to the, let me see. Let me, I wanted to cover, let me see here. Sorry for a second. Let me see if I covered all of my little things here. We talked about men being a victim. Oh, let's cover the story and then we'll do the, the chats. So then the, was the, the, the utopia of, of uh, this happened. So there was a group of women that said, we're just gonna, we're not gonna hire men. So if the men aren't going to lean in, of course, the story preceded the previous story that I talked about, right? Um, if, if, if men are going to mentor us, we'll just start our own company and we'll just hire women. I know there's some women that think that, right? Uh, this is going to be opposite world thought. I remember there were some feminists early in my high school days, the earliest feminists. They would be like, if men can wear shirts off in public, why can't women? Women should just have their titties out all the time. And I'm like, does that really make sense to you? You think? You think the answer is to just have your titties out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know you think with your bird brain that that is going to be po a positive solution. That's not going to work. Well, they're just mammary glands and lumps of fat. You should be able to get rid of it. You should be able to get over that as guys. You should be. And so eventually they actually pushed towards that to now where they got the ass and titties out all the time with their yoga pants and their sports bras. They just walk down the street. Well, what are you looking at? And then when they get catcalled, they're catcalling me. Mm. A long time ago, men used to be able to just be like, man, would you be quiet and just put a trap on it? You know what I mean? Shut your trap with these thoughts because they're illogical. And they cause more problems. The problems that we are experiencing today is not from decisions from yesterday. They're decisions from 80 years ago. 70 years ago, 60 years ago. And now, because women tended to just double down and more, and I'm going to make another decision based on the uh, based on the response that you guys, because we thought this would make sense and you didn't adjust to it. So we're going to double down on the stupidity. And then years and decades and decades of doubling down on stupidity, here we are, face to face. And the earlier simps that let the double down on the original stupidity now got us into this problem. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Listen, I know people think that this is some side of alpha misogynist talk, but it's the truth. It's what we're doing. And let me tell you something. Your system is not working. My system would work, by the way. Coach Alini is in the building. Salute. At ease. Chest out. Stomach in. Here we go. Come on. Your solution is not working. Let's get to the story real quick, briefly. So you got a company here. Hey, you know what? She says, can't Cat fights over handbags and tears in toilets. When this producer launched a woman-only TV company, she thought she'd kiss goodbye to conflict. We won't have sexual harassment here. We won't have creepy-ass men here. We'll just have this utopian society. We'll have success. Well, the women will be focused, right? And we'll just win. We'll make a lot of money. Hold up. So I could focus on my career. Let's find out what really happened here. Let's find out what really happened, and I'll be brief. It says right here, uh, over in one corner sat Alice, a strong-minded 27-year-old who always said 
what she thought, regardless of how it might hurt someone else. In the other corner was Sarah, a 30-something high flyer who would stand up for herself momentarily, then burst into tears and run to the ladies' room. And it says right here, uh, their simmering fights lasted hours, egged on by spectators taking sides and fueling the anger. Sometimes other girls would join in, either heckling aggressively or huddling defensively in the toilets. It might sound like a scene from a tawdy reality show such as Big Brother, but the truth is a little more uh, prosaic. It was just a normal morning in my office. The venomous women were supposedly the talented employees I had headhunted to achieve my utopian dream, a female-only company with happy, harmonious workers benefiting from the absence of men. Mm. By the way, toddies are out in this picture here. She has the shoulder-length human resources haircut. And it says here, Samantha Brick, her business was ruined by destructive jealousy and infighting on an all-female staff. It was an idealistic vision swiftly shattered by the nightmare reality. Constant bitchiness, according to this article, surging hormones, unchecked emotions, attention-seeking, and fashion rivalry so fierce it tore my staff apart. When I was when I read the other day that Sienna Miller had said there was no such thing as a sisterhood, I knew what she meant. I can understand why people want to believe that women look out for each other because with men in power at work and in politics, it makes sense for us to stick together. In fact, there was a time when I believed in the sisterhood, but that was before women at war led to my emotional and financial ruin. Now, would this happen to every company? We don't know. Five years ago, I worked as a TV executive producer making shows for top channels such as MTV based in Los Angeles. It sounded like a dream job, and it could have been if I'd been male. Working in TV is notoriously difficult for women. There is a powerful old boys network, robust glass ceiling, and the majority of bosses are misogynistic males. Gradually, what had started out as a daydream, wouldn't it, um, uh, wouldn't it, be great if there were no men where I worked turned into an exciting concept. I decided to create the first all-female production company where smart, intelligent, career-oriented women could work harmoniously, harmoniously, free from the bravado of the opposite sex. Okay, here we go. In hindsight, I should have learned the lessons of my past. At my secondary school, where I was, he says, I was bullied by a gang of nasty name-calling girls. I often tell you, feminism has been harder on women. Uh, feminists have been harder on women. Women have been harder on women. Women have been the ones that have been shut-slaming women. Sh Did I say that right? They've been shut-slaming, shaming other women, not men. They learned this on the playgrounds, second, third, fourth grade. And they're the ones having emotional um, abuse of each other for years. It's not us. Sure, it's us sometimes, but it's mostly them. And she says, so I knew only, only too well how nasty groups of women could be. And working in TV, I met lots of super competitive door slammers who do anything to get to the top. Mm -hmm. But I told myself, with the right women, work could be wonderful. So I could focus on my career. It says right here. So in April of 2005, I left my job, remortgaged my house, freeing up close to 100,000 pounds and began paying myself 
just $700 a month to set up this utopian business. Having worked extremely hard for 12 years, I had a lot of experience and a good reputation. What could go wrong? She says, picking my battles, I hired a staff of seven. Uh, I hired a team of seven staff and set up an office in Richmond up upon Thames in Surrey. This is the United Kingdom. While the women I interviewed claimed to be enthused by the uh, idea, they still insisted on high salaries. So they came in. They were like, you're a woman boss. Give us the money. They probably wouldn't have done that in a standard mainstream male corporation where the male boss is hiring her. They wouldn't demanded a high salary but because it was a woman running the company they were like give me the money show me the money and it says right here she says fair enough fair enough i thought at the time they are professionals and i knew most of them were talented and conscientious because i'd worked with them before but within a week two clicks had developed those who had worked together before and those who were producing new ideas most days would bring a pointed moment where some people were invited out for lunch and a coffee break, but some weren't. Nothing explicit was ever said. The cutting rejection was obvious enough. I'm sure it, it was thick. You know what I mean? I'm sure the tension was thick. Even when we were all at the pub after work, strict division remained made clear according to who sat where, uh, sat, who sat where around the table and who would be civil or not to whom. Fashion was a great divider. He says, though in this battlefield, everyone was on their own. Hideously stereotypical and shallow as it sounds, clothes were a huge source of catty comments. From sly remarks about people looking overdressed to the merits of, of their fake tan application. So they're talking about how men react to clothes to women at the workplace. But in the utopian world, it is the women that are making judgments about each other's clothes, some overdressed, some underdressed, all that. She says, I always felt sorry for anyone who naively showed off a new purchase in the office because everyone would coo appreciatively to their face, then harshly criticize them as soon as they were out of earshot. This happened without exception. My deputy, Sarah, the general manager, first showed how much style mattered when she advertised for an office assistant and refused to hire the best quality, qualified girl because she could not distinguish Masoni from Mark Jacobs. So let's go back there. In a situation where they're claiming the best qualified women aren't getting the job because men aren't hiring them, despite the fact that human resources are overwhelmingly women. In the utopian world, when women are doing the hiring, they, uh, they avoid the best quality woman that they call the girl here. They avoid the best quality candidate because of her fashion choices. It says this girl would have been making tea and running errands, but I didn't challenge the decision not to hire her because I had a policy of picking my battles carefully. Yes, the office was, the office was like a Milan catwalk but with the competitiveness of a Miss World contest and the low cunning of a mud wrestling bout. So they're even having fashion disputes in this office. A fashion spat ended one friendship when Sarah and our young development researcher received the same Christmas gift as a surprise 
a Chloe Paddington bag worth 900 pounds. When they clocked the matching bags in the office, it was like pistols are drawn. Wow. Oh, sorry. It's like pistols at dawn. They forced a few compliments, but relations never recovered to the expense of my company. So they literally, they never got over it again. This is because most of the time, women don't settle battles. They actually take battles over years. It takes years and years. So they had this cat fight over a bag and they never recovered their relationships. Another time when two members of the staff bought the same jeans, one proclaimed they'll look better on me because I'm a size eight and she's a size 10. It didn't take long for the office to become divided between the girls who wore makeup and those who didn't. Comments from the former were typically, doesn't she know what spot cover-up is? Or has she ever met a hairbrush? While the non-makeup clan were equally biting with comments behind their back naturally, such as people on the morning bus must think she's a prostitute or she looks like a slapper. This is this is the all-female working place right here. The obsession with appearance meant nearly all the staff were on diets. If I bought tuna, if I bought a tuna mayonnaise baguette for lunch, I would overhear staff commenting that I was a pig and I'm a size 12. Two of the skinny girls often slightly said about the large girls, I'd kill myself if I got fat. One of the assistants got her own back on the food police. One of the assistants got her own back on the, I don't know what that means, on the food police for several weeks by pretending to buy them fat-free lattes, which were really full of fat. Employees, employees consider it acceptable to take time off for beauty treatments and not out on their, um, wait, and not out on their holiday allowance. All right. Employees considered it acceptable to take time off for beauty treatments and not out of their holiday allowance. Okay. One girl regularly came in late because she was getting her hair colored. And when I mentioned this, she blew up in outrage though. At least she had a reason. Most just turned up late regardless and huff quote that, uh, that's the time my train gets in. If I pointed at the clock, <laughs> so they show it up late. They do a beauty treatment. They showing up late for hair appointments. In hindsight, I could see I should have been more strict. My idealism was my downfall because I tried to see the best in people. I was convinced that they would behave as they were treated, so I treated everyone kindly. <laughs> Remember, th this is, I, I told you, women respond to leadership. Although they might say, you know what, I don't want the leadership that they needed. So they go in here. This is a very long article. I'm not going to touch it, but they talk about when people broke up in relationships. Here it is. This is the time of the month. Uh, what is this? Snide comments. If I had been more cynical, I would have been more successful. I was often out trying to make to win contracts, but back at the office, work was an afterthought. It soon uh, it came second to conversation about shopping, boyfriends, and diets. Oh, and spiteful comments from my two development researchers who were uh, sharpeningly, uh, sharpening their acrylic nails against other staff member Natasha. What? It says six months after the company's inception, tension spilled over when one of the researchers took Natasha's laptop and refused to return it. 
That day, I was forced to cancel my meeting and return to the office to patch up relations. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to put a link to this article for you to read it. So a lot of people here, your solution would be what we uh, would be what would be part of the problem. And the problem is you would use the utopian example. Well, if women ran the world, we wouldn't be in wars. Please. We know that that's not going to happen. Every Anybody knows there's an article right there. Everybody knows that's not going to happen. You'd be in war with yourself. No, not we won't. No, we won't. Mm-mm-mm. Let's go ahead and put this up. So let me do those super chats here. What did they do? And guys, I've worked with women. Like I told you, I coach college basketball. This is where a lot of my insight of women had came from other than the dating world. And I traveled with 15 women, 15 basketball players, three female coaches, and it was often me as the only male. Trust me, when they're, when they're by themselves, it is not harmony. There were segmented cliques. There were women who isolated themselves against the other women. So there were the cliques. There was a clique of here. There were the cliques of the women who were rainbow skittles. There were the cliques of the straight girls. There were the cliques of the girls, the fresh turnouts. There were the cliques of the girls that were like, hey, I'm on a team, but I'm on my own. I don't want to associate with any of these bras. Just I'm going to go to practice and I'm going to go to the games. I'm going to travel with you guys, but I don't want nothing to do with you. There were the gossipy groups. There were the gossipy groups that were always just stirring us, stirring the pot. Stirring the pot ass girls. Hater ass girls. There were girls that just wanted to like they, they didn't want any parts of that. So they try to stay in the middle. Like they didn't want to cause a conflict. There were the bullies. Trust me, man. Utopian idea is not it. It's not going to work. I've seen it up front. Um, and then those people would destroy your team in seconds with that's with this BS. If anybody's ever coached female sports, it is not often the coaching or the talent that gets your team let L's. What happens is the mismanagement of the personalities is where you lose the mismanagement of the pack. There was a girl that I brought on the team as a walk-on. The other girls, the other girls were so distracted by her. <laughs> they were so distracted by her because allegedly all the guys on the bas- the men's team wanted to bang her. So then they all came up and was like, she's a slut. She's a whore 304. And she might've been. But um, they were distracted by her. They were like, this girl's a mess. She's a problem. And she probably was a problem behind the scenes. I don't know. But the, 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 the lengths that they went to to try to get rid of her was crazy. And, of course, she was drawing attention from the, the, the men's player. Somebody says, even for volleyball girls, it's all, dude, that's what's going to bring down your team. It's all of this mismanage of these personalities. Uh, they did this to several girls on that context when it came to men. When it came to women, the the females that were the hardcore staunch, we'll just call them the lesbians, they would try to target the straight girls. So the straight girls would come in, and the straight girls would be like, nah, freshman year, the whole freshman year, nah, I, I like dudes. By sophomore year, they got the girl and they they scissor sisters. Then they break up 
And then one of the other girls will go date another girl on the team. So back then I had a policy of, which would be damn near illegal now. I had a policy that they couldn't date each other on the same team. I was like, look, y'all can scissor sister whoever you want, but keep it off the team. That was back in 2010, 2009, 2008. I could say some stuff like that. Back today, I guarantee you I would get fired off the rip just staying it. Right? They would be like, what? That's homo, uh, especially in June. They'd be like, nope, that's 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 phobia. But when you do it, it will blow up your team. If you allow that to happen, because there'll be four relationships on your team. There'll be four relationships on your team. And mid-season, they'll all switch chairs. Mid-season, they will all switch. So these two girls are together. These two girls are together. Mid-season, they'll switch. Uh, they'll switch. So the partners will switch right up in front of you. And then you'll be taking L's, losing. You'll be having meetings trying to figure out what happened. And you know what happened? The relationship switched. They start dating the other person. That was it. And then the straight girls looking over there like, they want to tell me, damn, coach, we don't tell you the, the scissor sisters switched up on you, but they don't want to snitch. So the straight girls off on the side looking, but they're having their own battle because the straight girls are trying to hook up with all the top basketball players on the team, on the male's team. So they're having their own battle. And it's like, oh boy, it's an absolute mess. And then the the last piece of the mess is that the the um what would you identify as the liberal uh, professors and employees that are female and lesbian? Those people come blow up your team too. So they'll come in. We support women's basketball. We support the women's sports. But what they're doing is they come in and start grooming the younger athletes. So they'll come in and say, we support the girls. We give them guidance and mentorship. We tell them what classes to choose and we support and we'll do this and do that for you. Now you got to go kiss their ass. If you don't kiss their ass, what's going to happen is, and you tell them to go stick it up their rear end, you find out every weekend they cooking dinner for your freshmen and sophomores, the girls, and they'll bring it in the girls. These are professors on campus. And they come in and they groom and they try to get, get those girls to kind of flip and they groom them politically. They groom them economically. They groom them socially and they groom them sexually. And then like, just sign up for my class. Always take my English class. I'll take care of your players. And then they sitting up in the damn stands looking at you. And if you happen to be telling the girls, oh man, don't, don't associate with them. Them, them They're going to lead you. You know what I mean? If you do that, they'll terrorize your whole team. It's yeah, the gender studies. It's it's a political stuff that happens and it happens on all of these teams, all of these universities. Trust me, every university I was at, they had that. All of a sudden, that that one supporting uh professor was always around the team. <laughs> he was like, Why is this person always around? Sometimes there'll be two or three or four of them. Like, why are they always worried about the women's back? We support the women's teams. We support. Now, then I figured out what was going on. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're getting in close to the young girls. 
and they're grooming them and they're bringing them in and they're, they're guiding them and they're cooking. I have a cookout. Come over to the professor's house and we'll have a cookout. And some of the girls will be straight girls. And those girls will be, they'll be clueless as to what's going on. But they show up right behind your bench, cheering you on. And if you don't do what they want you to do and you start pulling the girls away and all that stuff, they start coming in and terrorizing your team. They will come in and implode your team. Because some of the, the girls that were clueless, coach, why you don't like these professors? They're nice. And I'm like, because they're causing turmoil. Tor turmoil. <laughs> you know what I mean? And But they're these girls are 18 and 19. They just don't understand. No, they're not. They're nice to me. They come over. They give me an A in class. They teach me. They give me, uh, they, they cook us dinners on Sunday nights. They don't know. So anyway, man, it's it's what it's kind of what happens. But then when you bring it up, you're a misogynist, you hate. And I'm like, no, man, this the, the infighting and the end, the emotional games that are being played. It's hard for you to it's hard for you to control it. It's hard for you to control it, especially when you see it and you call it out for what it is. You're like, this is happening and they're doing this and that. And you call it out and they're like, this is despicable. It's discrimination. It's phobia. And you're like, it's not discrimination. You guys are ruined. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what a world, man. It's a world that we live in. So the question is, oh, you know what? We're going to put up a poll. Do you think that many, judging from what I told you today, all of what it costs companies, even if it, even if you're in a company and it happens once, it could cost you $200,000 up to $2.5 million, it said. But every now and then, it could be a harmonious situation. Think about it. Do you think men and women can work together effectively? Effectively or effectively? You guys are going to criticize me for that, too. Come on. Give me a break. Let's not put it up there. Do you think men and women can work together successfully? <laughs> I know how you guys work. You misspelled this and you can't read and you can't see you blind as a bat. I know, man, I can't do nothing wrong. Do you think men and women can work together successfully? All right, I'm going to ask the community there. <laughs> All right, let's get to the rest of the contributions. Yeah, if it's 100, they're going to say, this is skewed evidence, and you guys are misogynist. <laughs> I, I always try to present it in the non-misogynist way. Somebody said, SAU says, Coach, stop. I almost dropped a 40-pound dumbbell on my face with the Zoom lotion guy. We're going to show that video again. One of the funniest videos of all time. Who we got here? Make sure no government names are saying on the PayPal. Uh, Jude says, coach, in the past, women did yoga for 15 minutes a day together at work. They invited me, and I said, nope. They mocked me about it every day. And he says, and later on, they started to give me the silent treatment. He says, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't. I left that place and found a better job. That's from Jude. So what you did was, you know, you, you violated them socially. You broke the social trust, which is important to women, not so much important to men. You want to get in the network in the hierarchy group. Right. You're like, how do I move up the ladder? I got a brown nose, this dude, and he's got he's got pull and sway with this group of people. So you're worrying about that. 
They're worried about social. You didn't go out to happy hour. Have you ever done that? You got a job and they start inviting you out. Come to happy hour. Come to the nightclub. Come to yoga. Come to the gym with us. Like, I'm not here to be friends with you. And I did every new job that I had. It was always a group of women, mostly. Hey, we're going to happy hour. We're going to lunch together. You want to go with us? You, you want to go to the, we're going to go work out at the gym. You want to go with us? And then when you say, no, 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 then they do. They restrict your ass. Oh, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. But then when you go there and you start yucking it up with them at happy hour, and then you manage to look at some toddies all sitting there jiggly right there. Oh, he's creepy. He went out with us and he started drinking and then he started drooling all over my chesticles. It's like you had him out there or you overshared. Never overshare, especially when you're a new employee, especially with women. They're going to say, so, Greg, how are you doing? How is your marriage? How do you? How are your children? How is your relationship? Do you date? Do you cheat? Have you ever cheated on your spouse? Do you like good hair? Do you like brown hair? Do you like straight hair? Do you like wigs? Do you like weave? Do you like fat girls, thick girls, skinny girls, whatever? Young girls, old girls, whatever you tell them, they're going to use against your ass. Because that's what they do. And they're going to develop a profile of you. And they're going to say, you creepy guy. You like young girls, foldable 14-year-olds. They're going to start lowering the age. You like 14-year-old girls with long blonde hair, porcelain skin, blue eyes. You a sellout. You Uncle Tom. You hate black women. And you cheat on your wife. And you a damn deadbeat to your daddy. You sit there like, how did you get all that in one happy hour? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's because you overshared. You told, you thought, I could tell these people, and I'm just trying to be friendship and so, social. No. they're When they ask you to go to yoga, they're not asking you to do yoga. They're asking you to come talk and give up information. <laughs> and he's a Trump supporter, and he likes to shuffle, and he's got a private YouTube channel. We're going we gonna to tear that up, too. We're going to report him to Human Resources. Him got a YouTube channel. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. That's the game that you're playing. That's the game that you're playing. Quit playing. So is this fair? Well, what is the poll doing over here? We got 83%. That says no. We do have uh, he's, he part of the don't be a white dude. If you're a white dude in this environment, they're gonna tear they gonna rip you to shreds. Brothers, they're gonna invite you in. White dude, oh nigga, damn, he got white, him got white privilege. Him just gonna did. I bet you him got better money than us, him got paid more than us. Meanwhile, he graduated from Duke. He got a he got a he's an engineer doctor. She got a damn degree from University of Phoenix. Him got white privilege. Him a dirty old white man. Him. Him probably cheat and beat on his wife. Him probably don't even see his kids that often. <laughs> him probably get a promotion better than us. Him probably gonna be at the job of the job. Him think he gonna be just gonna listen to him. <laughs> Hi Steve. You wanna come talk to us? Uh, no, ladies, uh, have a nice day. I got to go to my, my son's soccer game. Him think he probably, him coach the son's soccer team uh, because him think it's going to get better uh, 
he's going to be better out there. Him probably cheating on his wife. <laughs> him think he a master's degree. Him think he my master because him got a master's degree. <laughs> All right. Anyway, him ain't my master. He got a him got a master's degree, but him ain't my master. Him think he can tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. oh man. Anyway, we just having fun. Him, him living vicariously through his kids' soccer experience because him wasn't too good in soccer. I'm sure. All right, we we having fun. All right, where are we at? Yeah, don't work out and listen to me at the same time. Amari M says, I don't know if you already knew about the woman, but the woman Miles Bridges got into an altercation with was his wife. So it was his wife. It, I, it wasn't disclosed. So right after you got off the stream last night, she posted the pictures of her busted lip, her eye bruised knuckles on her Instagram. That man is going to be done. He really fumbled the bag. And as we know, he hasn't got re-signed. So the woman that he did get in the fight with was his wife. I'm going to look it up for the photos here. Wow. And that was several weeks of, um, that was, ooh, several, several weeks after she posted a nudie on Instagram. She looks like she's, yeah, she's a piece of work. I'm going to tell you that. She a, she's, she's a, she's a piece of thing. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, she says right here, can't be silent anymore. You know, man, guys, listen, we can't harass women. We can't, we can't abuse them. Um, many times we, we just got to be able to be stronger. That's allegedly her right here. She don't look too good now. That hair right there is sticking out. I can't get it. It's opposite right here. And so her don't look so good right now. Yeah, so man, she was looking like Willie Lump Lump right here. I don't know if this is normally what she looked like, but her nose does look swollen. Yeah, man, and it, she, it's, yeah, it's a rat. Uh-oh, he beating her? She got the Nexium tattoo. It literally looks like the Nexium tattoo. Uh, that's her there. And then she, oh, man, she got roughed up. Look at that old skinny old pencil neck right there. Boy, she got roughed up. What's going on with these eyelashes, ladies? Y'all need to stop with the eyelashes, man. That thing looks creepy to me. So uh, she's got how many piercings? One, two, three, four, five, six. She's busted up, bleeding from the ear. That can't be good. Oh, he's a rap. Okay, who said? Who said Mile Bridges will be okay? Who was that? Somebody's like Mile Bridges will be all right. Mm. He done. I don't think he's going to come back from that. I mean, he'll be he'll come back from that, but he just lost a major bag. Classy Beats, that was you? Classy Beats. He's like, I was wrong. Uh, Kuro said, ah, he'll be all right. That's a rappy. I don't think he's going to get signed as free agency. He, he lost $20 million probably over five years. So we're talking about a $100 million L. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly, yes, allegedly. Oh, Jordan has cut ties. Uh, Jordan has to, oh, he's, I thought he did cut ties. So Jordan, yeah, man, that's a, that's not going to be good. He's a, he was going to be a free agent the next day. Well, not a free agent. He needs to be a free agent now. Wow, man. 
Rockaway Rob or Rockaway Rob is in the building at 50 and a salary of 160 uh, is incentive enough to stay away from the office 304s. That's true, too. So when the pretty young thing comes around and you make 160 a year, just go to the junior college, leave all of your relationships off campus, leave all of your relationship off the corporate plantation. Just leave it alone, guys. There's never a situation where you should be like, I'll look past the, no. Uh, where are we at? Austin, AD Austin. Women always want to be babied and coddled at work. They want you to talk to them. Then uh, like you're trying to date them. Then if you don't try to hit on them, they start acting funny. So you're that's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And so if they do give you sexual advances and you're like, nah, man, you know, I'm just going to play the straight and narrow. Or they ask you about your personal life. Listen, I don't talk about my personal life at work. They're going to tear you up. They're going to use their social influence to penalize you. But if you, if you, oh, baby, yeah, let's go to the workplace cause. Oh, yeah, I think you look good. Your hair look good. Even if you're the Chad, it's going to happen. Shout out to T. He says, T money in the house, CGA, it will only get worse. The workforce skews older, older. He says more men have graduate degrees, and this one is this one big hypergamy lab. Um, yeah, the workforce in corporation does definitely skew older, and um, it's only going to get worse. the 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 disparity income wise is going to get worse, especially since twenty twenty. There's going to be more disparity. Um. Younger women under 27 probably aren't doing the corporate thing. They're probably trying to be a waitress and trying to do all of this, juggle this, seeking arrangements on the side, trying to level up. And corporations, for the most part, have have, have to be reborn because of the whole stay away from the building thing in 2020. Stay at home and don't spread this, the, the cough. So now corporations are looking at it like, man, we'll pay some of these people to stay at home and work, work, work remotely. You no longer have to live where you work. No government name says, if I were to say, hey, we are not hiring no 304s, would that be acceptable as well? Or am I begging for a discrimination lawsuit, but they can go on TV, internet, print, and do the same thing and be applauded? Yes, it is. Guys, we're in, we've handcuffed ourselves. Because it's even hard to distinguish between who's the 304 and who the good women are. Even though they will ridicule you. Uh, you sleep with junior college girl, them, them nasty 304 girls. Well, you're like, what about what about Vanessa? What about Patricia? Them girls just as nasty as the other girls. Or they all wearing the same clothes. You got to like, what are you talking about? Or the, Mac, the, the PUA guys and the Mac guys. I don't mess with them type of girls. I'll never pay. I'm like, you're messing with girls that get paid. You're running game on girls that get paid. They're they're the same girls. Not all of them, but many of them live in a spectrum. I know this for a fact. I've had junior college girls come over, get clapped out, and go to the nightclub. And I guarantee you, dudes ran game on that girl. <laughs> and I know it because she tells me. She was like, yep, when I go out there, dudes be doing this and saying that. And she just came over. Before to get drink money. I'm like, don't y'all realize this is the, the girls are moving here and here. They're the same girls. And not only that, some of these girls are on dating apps, too. And you're you're taking them out on dates. It's a spectrum. 
You can no longer distinguish, okay, these are the bad girls. These are the 304s. These are the ratchets. These are the good girls. These are the educated girls. These are the girls with degrees. These are the older women. These are the young women. They're <laughs> more than likely one of them are three of them. One of them run in the three circles. Like the educated women be out here 304 or on sugar daddy. Got a sugar daddy. You're like, what? Or the, the sugar daddy girl is on a dating app and she's working on her degree. You know what I mean? It's like, where y'all at? Wake up. Wake up to what's happening out here. I hate to say this, but no longer can you guys say you guys are messing with those type of girls. It doesn't fly no more. Even if she's a wife. In these streets. You can no longer be like, the wives are the good ones. The married ones are the good ones. The bad girls, the single girls are the thotties. You can no longer say that. Sometimes the single girls are the good ones and the thotties be the wives. And in our world, we can't shame them for it. And it's totally up to them to be able to, if they want to live that life, they should be able to live that life without judgment. Okay, fine with me. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe too should be tied up in the street. <laughs> Josh Hill says, I'm a bartender and I work with Gen Zers age 18 to 25. They talk about Feet Finder in OnlyFans every day. Trust me, Gen Z will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Gen Z, and I'm telling you for a fact and experience. No government name. I got you already. I'm telling you from experience, being around them, I'm like, boy, we ain't coming back from this one. We are not coming back. And then when you pile on the millennials, because Generation X and Baby Boomers, it's over. It's over for you guys. Like, the, the, you no longer impact the world romantically or dating-wise. Give it up. Oh. PayPal shut me down. I got shut down on PayPal. Let me see. Oh, I found it. I was like, boy, y'all, y'all ain't ish. <laughs> they were like, we can no longer find your PayPal ID. <laughs> With women, today's information is tomorrow's ammunition. Shout out to, we're going to call you EM, Eric. Today's information is tomorrow am ammunition. When you go to a new job, listen to me, young men, don't tell them nothing personally. But you can't be like, you can't just, just slide them enough information to let, leave them, leave you to hell alone. What do you do? And what do you like to do in your free time? And what do you do? And where do you like to go? Do you like to go to the clubs? Where have you trapped? Very basic information. Somewhat, you got to learn how to have conversation without having conversation. You can't just shut them down. Because then they're going to turn your ass to human resources. <laughs> Somebody said, none of your business. None of your business. It's really none of their business. I'm not here for that. Because what, ladies, listen, hear me out. What you're going to say if a man asks you that is that he's crossing over from personal to business. That's a foul. 
if a man starts doing that and who are you dating? How many guys you dating? I bet you out in these streets and what do you do for your personal time? You'd be like, we at work. They'll simply shut that down. But when they do it to you, oh, he's standoffish. He's conversational. He's ego. He's a narcissist. He won't talk to us. Him won't talk to us. Him, him won't share information with us that we can later use against him. We're at work, ma'am. We're here to work. My personal life is not here. So leave me the hell alone. But you can't say that. Just do swoosh says with every one of your streams I watch, you kill my inner gump and you're saving my life. Thank you. I've survived. I've survived years <laughs> with women and I know how it works. And I never say anything negative about them. I tell the truth. Um, if you guys want me to say something positive about women, because you guys will be like, you don't say anything positive. Him don't say anything positive. Him just talk about the negative. Well, I'm just talking about from the male experience. If you guys want me to say something positive, I'll let it rip. All right, if we got a couple of minutes, we do have a couple of minutes. I'll let it rip. All right, we're going to say something positive. Hey, ladies, buckle up your seatbelt. I'll say three things really positive, and it'll be fairly quick. Probably take about 45 seconds. The first positive thing that I would love to talk about women is. And I love when you do that. So continue to do that and continue to support. And the second positive thing that I would love to say. Yeah, baby. Hey, I love that too. Love that too. And these are positive things. So go ahead and turn up on this information. I, I don't do this very often. But I say a lot of positive things about women. And the third positive thing I love to say. And it, that's what I like to do. Um, so don't never say I never did anything or said anything positive. Wait a minute. They got me again? Somebody said. The mic went out again, not the, the PayPal, then the mic. I'm having trouble here. I'm having a few problems. First, you get my PayPal. Then they turn my mic off. What part didn't you hear? What part, what part did you miss, ladies? Ladies, tell me. Tell me. Ladies, what part did you hear? Hold on. Let me scroll up. Yeah, super chats. I'm trying to literally hang on here. <laughs> Where are we at? Ladies, what? Ladies, what part didn't you hear? They muted me? Oh. You missed the... Brittany said, you missed the nice parts. Nah, that cannot be. Let me listen to the playback real quick. This is just ridiculous. I'm tired of this, man. The stuff that I have to go through. The stuff that I have to go through just to make stuff work. Brittany, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what, what can I do for you? Can I, uh, can I do something for you? We're not at work here. Somebody says, you heard it? Okay, you heard it. All right, you got it. So anyway, him not being nice. Him scared to talk about the positive. Him just the most obvious. Brittany like, <laughs> Brittany like him just don't want to say nothing around him. Him. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. I'm just trying to do, I'm just trying to put on a show. I'll try it again. You guys want me to try it again? Okay, I don't have time. Next thing, we got to move on here. We got to move on with the show. 
I mean, because otherwise we'll be just behind times here. We'll move in. Ladies, next time. Next time. We'll fix it. I'm going to go back and see what happens. Maybe edit it in. Maybe I got to adjust the audio over here. Uh, Chris Johnson says, accept your behind enemy lines and see your life change. Yeah. Oh, that's true, too. Yes, that's that's true, too. Just accept. Just accept it. <laughs> right. Just accept where you are and navigate accordingly. Shout out to did I get the doc store in the building? Shout out for your super chat. I think I got you already. Pindar says managers lied. I quit filing with the CA labor board. All right. So you got a situation where um, you probably were accused of something. The managers and the HR, that one here jumping out there, ain't it though? The managers lied and you probably got fired because of a claim. And it was easier for you to get removed. And now you got to file a labor claim, which I don't know. I really haven't had an experience with it. I don't know if it's worth it or if it's going to work for you. That's sad. Um, he says, give me the buzzer for betting three work XXs. Uh, shout out to pretentious Latin name. Uh, but but listen, I've dated women at work when I was in my mid-20s. I think mid-20s. And then, then I stopped after that. I actually, when I was in my mid-20s, I worked at a university and I was reckless. All <laughs> right. Uh, so in the coaching department, um, I won't say which university. I don't know. Y'all could probably pull the math down. So I was like little Rory in there. And um, yeah, I don't want to give up too much information at the school, but I dated one of the gymnastic coaches, one of the volleyball assistants, and one of the softball assistants. And um, <laughs> and of course, all three were white women. <laughs> and I used to have this couch in my I shouldn't even tell this story because they gonna be out here, me too, and me later on. I knew it, see. But I remember one time the volleyball coach, the assistant volleyball coach was in my office sitting on the couch and my door was open and my office was all the way at the end of the building. So like wherever you entered in the front door, there were like sections off. But when you even came in the basket, basketball office suites, I was the last office down. So it was fantastic. But one of the, the volleyball assistant was chilling on my couch. And then one of my other assistants came and running down the hall. And he was like, hey, the softball assistant coming down the hall right now. He knew. He knew what was going on. And I was like, blocker. Mm. <laughs> he was like, blocker. I was like, blocker. Don't, don't let her come down here. So that was me at 25. I can't tell you the year because y'all be looking it up, but I wouldn't, I would never do something like that today. That is asking for it. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. He said, set the screen. He was like, yeah, set that screen. Set that screen. I was like, don't let her come down and see. And, um, cause I remember I did see, I did see a woman's head peek around. So I think she came down there once and then the guy saw her come down there, and then he was kind of waiting for her to see if she was going to come down again, and that's when he came to my office. Because I did see somebody peek, and then she peeked her head, and then she went back to her office, which was kind of down the hall and to the right. And he then he was looking. He was like, oh, she coming down here again. She she see what's up. Anyway, somebody said, were they white? Of course. I mean, softball, volleyball, gymnastics. 
Do the math. <laughs> you know, softball, volleyball, gymnastics coach. Anyway. They're going to be like, yeah, he was out there using us. Yeah, watch, watch. That's how I'll get taken down. I'm going to be out at the university. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we at? Uh, shout out to Pretentious Latin name for that. He's got three girls at work smashing. I, don't, I wouldn't do that anymore. That's not smart. In today's world, that's not smart. Somebody says a newbie in softball and gymnastic coach don't exist. Play the numbers. Do the percentage. Let me pull up a university's gymnastic roster. Okay. And this was a West Coast. I'm giving up too information. I'm giving up too much info. Now I'm going to go down. <laughs> it's all good. I still know those people. I still talk to these. I don't talk to them, but I still know them. I still know them enough to be like, <laughs> so snitching. I need to stop. All right. Anyway, back in the day, you know, when I was, uh, when I didn't have game. <laughs> yeah, but like coaches never had game. He, what him needs is game. I think none of those women are married either. Because they were. So I could focus on my career. I think that year, those two years, I was a menace. I think those two years, I was an absolute, if any years of my life, I was an absolute menace. And by the way, that was probably a year or so, maybe about two years before I got married. So I think, you know what, for young men, this will happen to you. You'll go through there, you'll be a menace, and you'll be a player, and you'll have your rotation. And then you're going to get there, you're going to find a girl, and then you'll be like, I'm, I'm going to forsake all my 304s for this one woman. And then what you'll do is you'll be like, I've had enough women. I had enough women. I don't want any more women. I don't want to sleep around no more. I want to find true love. And then you'll find true love. And you'll be like, tender love. Love so tender. Holding me close to you. Baby, I surrender. Candles, they light the dark. Then you'd be like, I just want one woman. I've had enough sex out here in these streets. You'd be like, I'm tired. You'd be like, I don't want to have, I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. And then you're like, barely, you barely got like four pieces of different pieces of you. And you're like, I'm ready to turn on in my 304s. I've had enough of this rotation. I had enough of these pregnancy scares. I just want one woman. And you'd be like, my girl, I love my tenderoni. She's my only love. She's my only girl. My only heart, my heart. I love my tenderoni. Then you get married, and then 10 years later, you'd be like, shit. Where are my 304s at? You gonna be back on these streets? And you be like, streets. <laughs> oh my goodness! Then you gonna be like, man, where the three hundred four is at? All right, I'm tired of this. When you start ended up, you'll be like, I've had enough segs. 
I don't need that. I want to be with the one woman I love. And then you get into a marriage and then uh, you'd be like, you know, I just want one girl. I want my one and only girl. And then you go to your wife, tap her on the shoulder and she'd be like, are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch. Okay. I'm a little bloated. I, I did like 18 loads of laundry today. No exaggeration. Pretty sure it was 18. I'm tired. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. No, I, I, I don't want to cuddle. I know what cuddling means. Cuddling means that at some point your pants come off and I have to do things. I don't want to cuddle. I won't go to sleep. Are you serious? It's a school night. Those are my pants, not your pants. Can I help you? Did you lose something? Seriously? I'm on my period. Are you pouting? Are you seriously pouting right now? You traded in that life for that life. And then that's what your life looked like. All right. That's, that's what your look life going to look like for the next 30 years. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. And then your wife looking like this. Uh-huh, you stupid gump. Or you should have had your three or fours. You could have still been out in these streets, but now I got you on lockdown. All right. Yeah, buddy. Oh boy. Yeah. That's what your wife looking like. <laughs> then your money start looking funny. Then this is what your wife looked like. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate, and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. And you like, I got married for what? Man, let me go back to these streets. In these streets. All right, all right. Last one. Uh, last two. Loud Pocket says, I use game and frame. Now I'm at the HR department and the office. I wonder if if game guys, modern day game guys, teach you how to get peace leave at work. You you see what you do. I got the game for that. You know the, the, how they always got to answer? I got to answer for that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I got something for that. I got something for that. Hey, I know what you're going to say before you say it, Sean. Right, this, this is what you do with the girls and the honeys at the office. What you do is you have five rotations. Yo ass get fired in the modern times listening to this goofy. Mm. Pindar says, just wanted to say thank you for keeping me sane. Men need this. Ladies, I don't know if you guys know. I know you guys get mad at the amount of men that watch these so-called alpha channels, which I'm not. But men need content for men where we can just be men. We can't just be doing the Netflix stuff and all of this woke stuff. And we can't be out here, but be rated by you all the time in the HR department. And then eight hours a day at work, not sexual, uh, basically castrating ourselves. And then trying to date you and listening to you talking about. So I could focus on my career. Then want to date you and listening to. 
I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of Sometimes that. Sometimes men want to just be men. Let us be men. Let us be. Can I live? And can we talk the way we want to talk? You got to control everything. We want to be up there and listen to him. Him trying to always talk about us. Look, man, can we live? Ladies, we ain't got to always be up under your thumb. Trying to control us and what we say and what we say. We just let us be over here talking. Everybody seems to be having fun. Him having fun. Him making money from this. Him, him, him influencing other men. Him having fun. We hate to see this. Misery loves company. I'm on my period. I'm cramping. I'm bloated. And him over there had cracking jokes. Him over there parlaying this into opportunity. Him over there influencing other men. And I'm over here feeling bad about myself. And I'm in misery. And I'm in therapy on head meds. And him, him had the nerve to come on here. And him think he can crack jokes on us. <laughs> Let us be. Let us go to the golf club. And without you, we need to be over there with you guys. Him over there talking about promotions. And they over there. Him climbing the corporate ladder at the golf club. I can play golf too. <laughs> yeah. anyway man all right jesus ramirez says coach thank you for being such a good man out here hey ladies i'm a good man too shout out to the good men hey ladies hey, women don't like good men by the way if you become a good man you're gonna get ran over chairman mo what did you gotta say you're gonna close it out he says this may sound somewhat quaint and naive but whatever happened he says whatever happened just going to work doing your job and then going back home to rest and do your thing. Companies and other organizations don't seem to want to build work cultures and enforce clear rules about workplace behavior. Like, am I supposed to feel sorry for the mega corporations that get fleeced by Gloria Allred when they do not raise their pimp hand on the men with no salami discipline or women with no punani control? The problems that you're describing seem to be more of a problem of a lack of leadership. Whatever happened to just laying the smack it down on people who are spending more time gossiping, chasing pie and sausage and gossiping rather than working. Give everyone the buzzer. Mm. Well, yeah, productivity. Um, guys, uh, there's just something about leadership that um, to me, I think the Marxists, they start influencing people to have different forms of leadership. Well, the, the best type of leadership is to make employees feel like you're uh, doing what they're doing. Like back in the day, you had the supervisor. All right, you damn, you know, <laughs> all right, you cowards. All right, you lemmings, line the hell up over here. All right, what you guys are going to do is you're going to get all of them damn rocks and you're going to bring it over here. I'm going to be on the smoke break over here, right? And then all the employees, they picking up and they digging. Oh, that's not good leadership. All he does is yell and scream at us for not doing it right. He should be down here doing it with us. Nope. No, 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 no. Here we go. Salute. Here we go. Get your ass to work. I've been doing this already for 20 damn years. I got promoted up. I ain't doing it no more. Mm. <laughs> he think he should be doing the work with us. He probably don't even know how to do it. Do I know how to do it? No. Get your ass to work. I'm the supervisor. This is what you need to do. Build this damn uh, spreadsheet. So they end up doing this. He, you ever see the person at work? The person at work who um they know how to do something the boss doesn't know how to do or the manager don't know how to do. I bet you the manager don't even know how to do the job that I'm doing. Does the manager have to know how to do the job you're doing? That's not what the manager gets paid for. That's not what you get paid for. I'm paying you to steal all your talented ideas. And then when I fire your ass, I keep them. That's what I'm here for. 
I'm going to use you and squeeze your talent, pay you just above broke. And then when you leave, I'm going to claim it's intellectual property of the company. And then I'm going to benefit. But I mean, come on, man. That's what corporations do. That's how this works. So I steal your talent or I pay you peanuts. I don't got to know how to do it. I just need to get you to do it. <laughs> and then I got to make you do it double time. All right, you did it. Uh, but based on this uh, performance review, you got a 4.5. You want to get a 6.5? Do it more. Give me more of your damn ideas. Let me steal it. And I'll pay you about 40 cent raised. Aren't you happy? Do a tap dance for me. All right, I bet you you're happy. Yeah, let me scrub the back of your neck. Good girl. Good girl. You did good. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go, girl. Do a little bit more for me. Do a little bit more. And try to wear a little bit more something sexy tomorrow. <laughs> Him can't even write code. Him can't even balance the book. It can't even. That's why I pay you. That's why I pay you. I don't have to do it. I don't have to know how to do it. All I need to do is make you do it. <laughs> Salute here. Here we go. At ease, ma'am. At ease. Set it down. Here we go. Get your ass back to the office. <laughs> and get them feet out. But people are like, proper leadership is when the corporation doesn't feel like employee leader. It feels like we're all on the same team. We don't have employees here. We have people in personal relations with each other. We have, uh, what do they have? It. We have, um, I can't even remember the terms that they use now. <laughs> I be like writing your ass up, hall monitor ass, your ass late. Oh my God, you about to lose your damn job. And I got your replacement on hold. Get your ass to work. <laughs> we're a family here. Everybody's on the same level. Uh, you know, we're a corporation here. <laughs> yeah, what I, I I can't think of the name that they use. Everybody's a corporate. Uh, wait, I can't remember what it's called. So um, let's make sure I got all the people the donor the donor. And so what that is is that's basically weakening the leader. You weaken the leader, and then you make the leader do work that he's overqualified for, and make him reach down to make him feel good about you doing the slave work. No, you get the slaving for me. Yeah, this is, we're all collaborative efforts. As a matter of fact, you get a bigger piece of the pie the higher you go in this damn pyramid scheme we call a corporation. All right. But uh, here you go. You're a collaborative effort. You're, you're, I can't even, you're a colleague. We're all colleagues around here, even the middle management people. We don't even have levels around here. Everybody's equal. Everybody's equal. And we're going to stop wearing suits and then let you lemming stop wearing dockers. We're all going to wear the same even uniform so we look like a damn cult. All right, so we come in with my blue polo shirt and khakis. You wear the same blue, blue uh, polo shirt and khakis. And we're part of a cult. And we're, uh, you know what I mean? All this BS. Mm. We're on the same team. There's no levels. There's no hierarchy. Although I make more than you and you make pennies. I evaluate you, but it's not an evaluation. It's just a situation that we have to do quarterly. Check in on your things here. You know, look at your, you don't have any, um, we don't have any job descriptions around here. So say, for instance, you have a job, but you could be doing another person's job when we fire the other person. But it's not firing. We're just basically laying your ass off. <laughs> After 25 years, we will give your ass a $20 watch. Yeah, right? Right, Nessam? We'll give you a $20 watch. Thank you for your service. You're fired. Mm. 
and meanwhile, the dude running off with the money, and you get you barely making it. Oh, I'm broke. Shout out to Julian W. He says, sorry for the weak donation. More to come. Shout out to you. I appreciate you. Man. All right, we done for the day. It's all damn near three hours. So nobody's going to watch the playback, but it's all good. We have fun. And, um, man, we taking Friday night off again. And uh, we'll be back Sunday with the members-only stream in the morning, Coach uh, GregAdams.Locals.com. We will be here on July 4th, too. We streaming on July. Not, a, not in the evening, though. We'll be here in the morning. And uh, we will go to Memphis, and we will be clapping brothers over chicken all right so that's what we doing on july 4th we will be here in the morning we'll be here members live stream on sunday morning we will be money mindset sunday night and we going to memphis appreciate y'all for the fantastic week it's good to be back to regularly scheduled programming and we're gonna leave you with the fiance getting dissed by his fiance in front of her friends using him to basically um dehumanize him and emasculate him in front of two other of her female friends at his expense. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? 